If you're a woman over 40 dealing with hot flashes, insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, or weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. The experts at Midi Health know all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes of menopause. And Midi can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. Most engaging and influential radio and television program, Michigan's Big Show, starring Michael Patrick Shields. Presented by Blue Cross, Blue Shield of Michigan, and Blue Care Network. I'm producer and creative director, Tony Cuthbert. This is meteorologist John McMurray. Now in the shadow of the Capitol Dome in Lansing, he's heard from the beaches of Lake Michigan to the halls of power and behind closed doors, here's Michigan's Michael Patrick Shields. There are only four questions of value in life, Don Octavio. What is sacred? Of what is the spirit made? What is worth living for? And what is worth dying for? The answer to each is the same. Only love. Michael Patrick Shields is on the air. Good morning, world. Good morning, Michigan. I love being back with you. It's Michael Patrick Shields from the end of the road at the top of the world with a tale well calculated to keep you in suspense as we get your Monday morning turkey on the road. Ten million people are under winter weather alerts. More snow hitting parts of the western United States and more snow fell in the mountains of California on Sunday. Recent winter snowstorms slammed Southern California. That prompted a state of emergency in more than a dozen counties late last week, but storm system expected to bring snow and rain to areas in and around the Great Lakes this week, affecting Grand Rapids, Minneapolis, Milwaukee, Chicago, Kalamazoo, Lansing, Detroit, St. Joe, Benton Harbor, all of you are uh, going to get it. We're in for it again this week, and it's March already, the 6th, in fact. Speaking of numbers, President Biden is going to unveil his upcoming budget during a visit to Philadelphia this week, a campaign-style event. I mean, which one of them aren't? And he's going to deliver remarks on his plans to invest in America and uh, trying to lower costs for families and protect and strengthen Social Security. Stuff you've already all heard before. And that will be coming this week. And uh, the president has hinted his proposal would cut the federal deficit by more than $2 trillion. But that's over 10 years. So does that really mean anything at all? It's Michael Patch. We have an interesting morning for you with lots of guests, including the mayor of Lansing, Andy Shore, who may be running for Congress. In fact, I think he is running for Congress. And um, will you buy an electric car? You're still afraid to buy an electric car. Should you be afraid to buy an electric car? And uh, we're going to have uh, some of the audio from Chris Rock's special that dropped, as they say, on Netflix. And it was full of political talk. It was full of talk about Will Smith. And you'll get to hear some of it just for listening to this program. It's MPS with you right now. We're going to have some lottery numbers and some stories from the world of the lottery, too. But in terms of more solid investing, we turn to Mr. Dewey Steffen, the CEO and Chief Investment Officer at Great Lakes Wealth, who's on our AT&T line right now. And you can get him directly at greatlakeswealth.us. And uh, they've got 
Main Street Values to combine with their Wall Street solutions from right here in Michigan. And he's got the market numbers from Friday. Happy Monday. Happy Monday to you, Michael Patrick. And yes, on Friday, the Dow surged 387.37 to 33,391. The S&P gained 64.29 to 4,046. And the NASDAQ also rocketed up 226.01 to 11,689. And this morning, the futures are the Dow is down approximately 14. The S&P is approximately up one. The NASDAQ is up approximately 12. And WTI crude oil is currently at $78.48. Comex Gold is currently at $1,856. Bitcoin is currently at $22,400. And the U.S. one-year Treasury now has a yield of approximately 5.061%. If you fail to plan, you plan to fail. That's why Great Lakes Wealth provides Wall Street solutions with Main Street values. You can also listen to the What Do We Do podcast, D-E-W-E-Y, What Do We Do podcast. They've got lots of downloads and lots of information for you at absolutely no cost. It's greatlakeswealth.com. U.S. with Dewey Steffen. Thank you very much, sir. And indeed, now we will speak every day with Dewey Steffen. Um, you got to hear from the former president uh, this weekend, if you wanted to. Donald Trump was at the CPAC convention, which uh, apparently was more like a MAGA convention than anything. There was a lot of support for him. And Perry Johnson from Michigan was there, too. He spoke, and I think he's going to speak with us tomorrow. And uh, we've got some surprising results from the straw poll. He finished ahead of Nikki Haley. What kind of group was that? Uh, here's Donald Trump saying the race for the 2024 election is the last stand for him and his supporters. This is the final battle. They know it. I know it. You know it. Everybody knows it. This is it. Either they win or we win. And if they win, we no longer have a country. Mm. He says he is, Donald Trump, retribution for those supporters of his who have also been betrayed. In 2016, I declared, I am your voice. Today, I add, I am your warrior. I am your justice. And for those who have been wronged and betrayed, I am your retribution. I am your retribution. He also went on to say he's the only candidate that can prevent a world war. I'm the only candidate who can make this promise. I will prevent, and very easily, World War III. Very easily. Hmm. Very easily. Uh, we'll talk later with Kyle Malin, the editor of MERS News, as politics is our business and Virtus. The truth is in the middle. Uh, the truth in the terms of numbers is gas prices are up 17 cents a gallon higher on average than last week. That's quite a jump. Uh, 15-gallon fill-up now costs $51. Lansing at WJIM gets the highest price at $3.48 a gallon. Hmm. to fill up before that storm comes, I guess. There was a single winning Powerball ticket in someone's hands. It's in Virginia Saturday night, worth $161 million. Uh, there was a $1 million ticket sold in Texas as well. And so now you go back to $20 million 
And you can play at Meyer, where you get more of the things you want most. More local produce, more home decor, more free prescriptions. More importantly, you get them all for less at Meyer. But you can also play at michiganlottery.com. And that way you don't even have to leave the house in order to do it. So I wish you luck if that's what you're going to do. There is a um, couple from Lansing who were very, very, very lucky. Uh, what happened is they had a million-dollar Powerball ticket in a coat pocket for a week. And uh, they matched all five numbers. They're 51-year-old Ann Eliz- Elizald. Do you know Ann Elizald? She bought the ticket at the Saveway Food Center on West Michigan Avenue. And uh, if her husband hadn't noticed it in the pocket, it would have been a million dollars down the toilet. But luckily he did. So they got lucky to win, and they got lucky to cash the ticket. Welcome to the start of your week with Michael Patrick Shields through the AT&T microphone. Come Monday, it'll be all right. Come Monday, I'll be holding you tight. I spent four lonely days in a brown LA and I just want you back by my side. I spent for cash at Fire Keepers. It's the Money Keepers Mania Cash Giveaway on Saturday, March 25th. You could be one of 15 to win a share of $132,000 cash. Earn entries daily and be here on March 25th. Every two hours from 2 p.m. to 10 p.m., three players will each win a guaranteed cash prize that gets bigger with each drawing. The winning starts at $4,000 and increases all the way up to $14,000. Cash in at Fire Keepers with the $132,000 Money Keepers Mania Cash Giveaway on Saturday, March 25th. The best giveaways, the biggest guaranteed prizes, only at Fire Keepers. Get your Vegas on at Fire Keepers Casino Hotel. I-94 to exit 104 in Battle Creek. Management reserves all rights. Traverse City is more than a place, it's a destination. And for many, it's a dream, but a dream that's reachable and ready every single day. Just a car ride away. Traverse City is diverse, though, from beaches to boating to bluffs to wine and food, shopping and snowmobiling, gaming and golf. The possibilities are countless. So become a regular in Traverse City where you'll feel away and at home because its people are its charm. For more information on your winter true escape getaway, visit TraverseCity.com. Tomorrow is happening right now. Today, more than ever, the world needs safe, secure, sustainable, and affordable sources of energy. That's why Enbridge is advancing new technologies to reduce emissions, like carbon capture and hydrogen power. By putting in the work today, we're bridging to a cleaner energy future. Tomorrow is on. Enbridge. Life takes energy. Nicki Minaj is now the first female rapper to launch her own record label. The super freaky girl star made the announcement during her Queen's radio show in promotion of her latest single. Minaj says she's keeping the name under wraps for now, but she does add the label won't just be for hip-hop artists. It'll cater to a variety of genres. Peach Davidson may be in hot water after crashing his car in the side of a Beverly Hills house. The actor was speeding through her neighborhood Saturday night with his girlfriend. Officials say at some point Davidson lost control of the vehicle. 
jumped the curb and took out a fire hydrant before slamming into the side of a nearby residence. While the car didn't go all the way into the home, there was significant damage to the property and exterior of the building. No arrests were made on the spot, but police are continuing to investigate. As award season continues, Women Talking is the big winner at the 35th annual USC Library Scripter Award. Sarah Polly's adaptation of Miriam Tate's novel took the top prize over Guillermo del Toro's Pinocchio plus Top Gun Maverick Living and She Said. The ceremony that honors writers of adapted screenplays and the original works they're based upon. In the television category, Will Smith, the British writer, producer, and actor, not to be confused with the one that slapped Chris Rock last year, won a Scripter Award for the episode Failures Contagious for the Apple TV Plus series, Slow Horses. That's Entertainment, Steve Greenfield, NBC News Radio. Hi, I'm India Irving at the Ivy Restaurant here in West Hollywood, California. Paparazzi, FYI, if you're looking for a Michael Patrick Shields, you can find him on the patio at the Ivy right now. Yeah, I was at the Ivy yesterday uh, in West Hollywood there, which uh, is featured prominently in the television show Entourage. This is the theme song from Entourage right here, which you may have seen on HBO for all those seasons and the movie they made as well with Ari Gold and Lloyd and all the rest of them. And... uh, also, this weekend was very interesting because Polo Lounge was just hopping. We are in award season here in uh, Hollywood in Los Angeles, California at our Michigan's Big Show Studios. And it will all conclude, of course, Sunday night with the Academy Awards. And we're looking forward to extensive coverage of that for you right before our St. Patrick's Day show, which will be brought to you by the Michigan Catholic Conference and Paul Long. Interestingly, there is a very, very, very Irish movie called The Banshees of Inishirin that is up for Best Picture and a bunch of other awards, too. So Sunday night, even though it's looking like probably, based on all the other award shows, everything, everywhere, all at once will be the big winner, we have our Irish fingers crossed for Banshees of Inishirin, and we'll have coverage of that, and it would be a great St. Patrick's Day gift if that movie about friendship could be a winner and we all could use friends and that's what the movie's about so we will uh, celebrate that movie one way or another with the michigan catholic conference on saint patrick's day so polo lounge is in the beverly hills hotel and uh tony cuthbert i was in there saturday night with the radio host george nori who's on 650 stations including many of our affiliates fast the state of friends michigan. Yeah, I mean, I didn't have any idea that I would end up in his Rat Pack, but I have. <laughs> <laughs> I thought I would visit him one time, but now uh, two or three times a week, probably the collaborating and working together. So wouldn't you know it, we were at the normal table on Saturday night, which is right in front of the door. And who walks in but Governor Andrew Cuomo? Remember him from New York, the guy who was the big star during the pandemic? And then wrote a book all about it, and then he got canceled and had to leave office. Well, he was in Hollywood for some reason. And because of the positioning of our table, he came over and uh, George kind of waved at him. And you know, when you're a politician and you're not sure who someone is, you say hi anyway in case that somebody's a somebody. So he came over to the table and George introduced himself, and then George introduced me. And what do you think I said to Andrew Cuomo first thing I said when he shook my hand? 
Knowing I you, said, I don't. I have no idea. I said I'm a good friend of Governor Gretchen Whitmer. Oh, of course. There, that's a, that's in right there. It's a little. I don't, I don't know if it's an exaggeration. I'm an acquaintance anyway. I'd say friend, but what the hell? Anyway, he lit up. His eyes lit up. He said, "Oh, she's a great lady." You know, you remember his voice. He says, we did a lot of good work together, and she's fantastic, and please tell her I said hello. So if anybody's listening right now who knows Governor Whitmer, Governor Andrew Cuomo, who keeps that title even though he's out of office, sends his best. And then shortly after that, Diane Cannon came rolling in there, the actress. I don't know her age, but she was wearing black leather pants, and she had her frizzy blonde hair. And she just looked absolutely great, and she flitted about the room and and said a quick hello to the table when George wanted a hug, and off she went. And then, like a bolt out of the blue, just in time for St. Patrick's Day, who walks in the front door? And I mean, I'm probably 12 feet away, maybe 15 feet away from Bono. Bono from U2, the Irish Rockers, walks in with... The rest of you two, right past the table, right in the front door. And if you know, this Irish rock group is just a massive, massive, massive entity in the rock and roll world, and they were just totally badass. And uh, they weren't snobby or anything. They just were, you know, they stopped at the hostess stand. Or, you know, it's not like they just marched in. They stood there like everybody else does and walked right past us, and they took them to the table in the back the same table that Paul Anka sat at a couple months ago when he was there and I so Tony Cuthbert wanted to go and tell them happy St. Patrick's Day lads <laughs> you know that's all I wanted to say I didn't even need them to answer me back I just wanted to say that I got to tell the boys from U2 happy St. Patrick's Day but the assistant manager was watching me like a hawk and uh, he's well he's rather stiff and they protect the celebrities who come in there, you know. And so once they put them at the back corner table, I decided I had to weigh inviting myself to the party versus being uninvited from Polo Lounge. And I had to err on the side of caution. But still, it was super cool. And, uh, and you know, I was wearing that red blazer, so there's no way I could even sneak back there. But what a cool thing that was this weekend in Hollywood. It's Michael Patrick Shields with you, radio stations across this. I don't, I'm just kind of geeky about that. Maybe you wouldn't be starstruck like that, but I just thought it was like seeing the coolest parade ever, watching you two walk right by. Uh, for 84 years, Blue Cross Blue Shield of Michigan has kept a commitment to members and everyone in Michigan by building healthier communities and providing access to care in every zip code. Blue Cross is here for it all. And always will be. And the Lord has given me a well-instructed tongue to know the word that sustains the weary. He make it wakens me morning by morning. Jim Murray, the old uh, CEO of AT&T uh, Michigan, he would have loved to see you two in person. I think he's seen their concerts probably at least 50 times. And you uh, 2 will be opening the Sphere in Las Vegas, that huge lit up electronic ball that gives more light than the moon uh, and that's going to be the opening act I don't know how many shows they're going to play there but that's a big deal speaking of Ireland and the Michigan Catholic Conference Joe Biden is not going to go to the coronation of King Charles why? because about a week or two weeks earlier he's going over to Ireland for the 25th anniversary of the Good Friday Agreement 
So I don't know. The president can't make two trips across the ocean. But they continued at the White House to say that they have a close friendship with the king and queen consort. But not showing up at the coronation. I mean, there aren't coronations very often. This is a very rare thing. And it would seem like the United States president would want to be there. So that's kind of disappointing. I may be Irish, but I'm not stupid. Yeah, and he won't be at the coronation. It's MPS with you through the AT&T microphones. The EPA says it will require Norfolk Southern Railroad to test for dioxins at the site of a train derailment last month in East Palestine, Ohio. Brian Naranjo is the railroad's environmental operations system manager. We understand this has been a huge impact to the community, um, but we're working with the agencies to make sure we're doing this right. Dioxins are described by the World Health Organization as persistent environmental pollutants with highly toxic potential. People living in and around East Palestine have been complaining about headaches and other health issues since the train derailment. Utah wildlife officials are encouraging folks to have bullfrogs for dinner. They're an invasive species in the area. State wildlife officials have even posted a recipe for breaded bullfrog legs. Health Update, Sarah Lee Kessler, NBC News Radio. Michigan's Big Show, starring Michael Patrick Shields. Jeff Donofrio is the president and CEO of Business Leaders for Michigan. Is Michigan a good place right now to start a business? Michigan is a great place to start a business. And Michael Patrick, you know that my family had a business here for 80 years. We want to create that state that grows its own businesses, that helps entrepreneurs scale. There's going to be a great place to grow a business in the future, too, if we do the right things now. A lot of Michigan's great business leaders are in Detroit. If you want to go to Detroit, it's a pretty good place to get a good stretch of the legs. And Chris Moyer from Visit Detroit explains why. The Detroit Riverwalk is the USA Today best riverwalk in the United States for the third year in a row. Six and a half miles long in either direction. You can go all the way up to Belle Isle, walking, biking, running along the Detroit Riverwalk accessing some of the most beautiful parts of the city. And Campus Marshes is the best public square in the United States. The public square in the middle of downtown, right on Woodward. So this is a great validation of the incredible renaissance and investment that people have made in Detroit and in the wider Detroit community. If you want to fly away, Lansing Capital Region International Airport and the CEO, Nicole Noel Williams, says you can even leave the country from there if you want to. This is the season, you know, all this fresh new snow and cold weather. It hopefully spurs everybody to start thinking about their winter break. So we've got three to Cancun, two to Punta Cana, and one to Montego Bay. Those are weekly. So every day of the week until, um, until Easter, We'll have international flights every day, but Tuesday out of the Lansing Airport. You clear customs right at the airport. And there's actually only two airports in the state of Michigan that have an FIS, which is Detroit and Lansing. So you come in, you go through the queuing, show your passports, grab your luggage right there, and you're out to your vehicle usually within a half hour. She's Nicole Noel Williams, Capital Region International Airport, and you're listening to Michael Patrick Shields, radio stations across the state of Michigan. Is college too expensive and is it worth it? We'll discuss that tomorrow with Oakland University in Rochester, where you can energize your career, embrace life and learning without limits. Energize your career at Oakland University by connecting with corporate and community partners. 
Learn more at oakland.edu slash future students. And, well, that definitely sounds worth it, doesn't it? Politics is our family business. Through the AT&T microphones at medias.virtus, the truth is in the middle. We try to leave out the boring parts. Come along with us and bring a friend next time. News Radio. I'm Michael Kastner. Senators are working on a broad bipartisan bill that will outline a process to ban or prohibit foreign technology like TikTok. They are taking data from Americans, not keeping it safe. But what worries me more with TikTok is that this can be a propaganda tool. Appearing on Fox News Sunday, Senator Mark Warner, a Virginia Democrat, explained that he's working on the bill with Republican Senator John Thune of South Dakota. U.S. officials grow increasingly concerned over what type of content Americans are consuming on the Chinese-owned video-sharing platform. The president says he's fighting against those who are trying to keep certain parts of African-American history from being taught in the classroom. We can't just choose to learn what we want to know and not what we should know. We should learn everything, the good, the bad, the truth of who we are as a nation. Biden made his comment Sunday in Selma, Alabama, during the ceremonies commemorating the 58th anniversary of Bloody Sunday. It's considered a turning point in the civil rights movement. The ceremony was held at the foot of the Edmund Pettus Bridge, where 600 marchers crossed and suffered attacks from state troopers. The march was led by John Lewis, who went on to represent the state of Georgia in the U.S. House of Representatives for more than three decades. Roughly 10 million people are under winter weather alerts as more snow hits parts of the western U.S. Mark Mayfield reports. More snow fell in the mountains of California on Sunday. Recent winter snowstorms that slammed Southern California prompted a state of emergency in more than a dozen counties late last week. Meantime, a storm system is expected to bring snow and rain to areas in and around the Great Lakes this week, affecting cities like Minneapolis, Milwaukee, Chicago, and Detroit. It's likely to weaken and move towards the northeast, leading to possible rain in Pennsylvania, New Jersey, and New York. Michael Kastner, NBC News Radio. Two U.S. senators are urging Meta CEO Mark Zuckerberg not to allow teenagers into the company's Horizon Worlds. Early last month, reports suggested that Meta would allow teens to use the app to boost the user base and justify the billions of dollars that the company has invested into the metaverse. Horizon Worlds is officially only available to adults. Ford is going to restart production of the electric F-150 Lightning trucks on March the 13th, weeks after battery issues caused one of the trucks to catch fire. The February the 4th fire broke out during a quality check while the vehicle was charging. The automaker says the delay will give its battery supplier time to build up production and get batteries to the factory in Michigan. An activist hedge fund manager has taken a passive stake in AMD. Third points, Dan Lieb took the bet when the chipmaker shares struggled and were down more than 30% over the past 12 months. The stock has since bounced back this year by 21%. And Tesla plans to slash the use of silicon carbide transistors by 75%. Some see Tesla's move as a harbinger for the industry. Check Report, Mark Mayfield, NBC News Radio. America's the greatest land of all On a highway or a road along a levee Performance is sweeter, nothing can beat her 
Life is completer in a Chevy. So make a date today to see the USA. I have seen the entire United States by car. Both of them were Chevrolets. One was a Chevy Equinox, the other a Chevy Blazer, having driven from sea to shining sea. Well, and back, too, in both of those cars. And it was a ride of a lifetime, for sure. Paul Eisenstein has driven all of them and beyond, and some of them electric, too. He's the publisher of the DetroitBureau.com, and he's on our AT&T line, one of the world's leading automotive journalists. Welcome to the program again, and where do we find you today? Uh, well, for the moment, I will be in Detroit playing with my new pup, uh, but I'm going to jump on a plane for Palm Springs a little bit later today. Of course you're going somewhere, because you always are, because the automotive world takes you there. By the way, you said you had a new pup. Is it uh, the name of the pup at all automotive-related? <laughs> I guess you could call it that. Its name is Miles. <laughs> you have well over a million miles, maybe more, I would think, in the air, don't you? On <laughs> Delta alone, four million. And four million! Four million, two hundred thousand right now. That must be fantastic. So that you must get any seat you want. You can go in the lounges and all the rest of it. And how ironic, a guy who drives cars and writes about them for a living and covers the industry is in the skies with a dog named Miles. Um, you heard me talk about driving that Chevrolet across America. There was one point in Texas where uh, when I was leaving San Antonio, they told me, fill up with gas. And anytime you see a gas station, stop and fill up with gas. Uh, and they were right. To get to El Paso, I mean, there were spots where if I hadn't done that, I would have been out of gas. An electric car would be impossible to make that trip, wouldn't it? Uh, right now, there are some routes that are difficult, but not impossible. Uh, I'd have to, I wish I knew ahead of time, I would have actually gone onto my app to look uh, look up what is available. I wouldn't be so surprised. that's how you do if, it? Uh, yeah, they, um, uh, most electric vehicles have apps built directly into their vehicle, which will display where there are charging stations. And it's really good. Uh, it Sometimes it actually makes it easier to find where to plug in and power up again, if you will, uh, than it does to drive a car over certain parts of the country. The good part is that it's changing very, very quickly. Uh, this is all a new phenomenon. And, and I hear people say, and I understand it, oh, but I can't get to an old name, some remote location that they've never been to before. <laughs> you know, and say, oh, well, you know, if I want to get to so-and-so in North Dakota, I can't get there. And I say, so when did you go there? Oh, I haven't been. Are you planning to go there? No, I'm not planning to go there. So uh, the reality is, right now, uh, between Tesla's super stations, their, their, their uh, uh, superchargers, and all the others being put up by companies like ChargePoint and Electrify America and everything. Uh, virtually every major road in America now uh, does have some sort of charging network. Not enough, but you can make it. I've had people go coast to coast all the time, and they make it in their electric vehicles. I know that you're acquainted with Sandy Barua, the president of the Detroit Regional Chamber of Commerce. He says there's an increasing disconnect between voters' perceptions and the economic data when it comes to helping businesses, especially automotive businesses and battery businesses, to do work in Michigan and that the priorities are not aligned with voters. What do you make of that? 
I uh, I know Sandy and respect him highly. Uh, we disagree on some things, but there are others that we're strongly in agreement. And I, I hate to say it, here he's probably right. Uh, a lot of misinformation about what's happening out there, and people in off, often cases don't really support what's necessary. They don't understand uh, where there are limitations and why there are limitations. Uh, much like they don't understand how well electric vehicles are beginning to work and how quickly they'll come up. So, therefore, when we hear that Marshall, for instance, which is right smack in our WKZO listening area, is getting money from the state so that Ford can build a $3.5 billion battery factory there, some voters are saying, well, what are we doing that for? Yeah, I, I hear that. Uh, that Look, it, it happens all the time. Uh, people don't want to see money go out to to help build up businesses and then they love the jobs that those businesses provide uh mm. i understand why some people don't like the idea of having government subsidies for businesses that's a different story entirely if you support the idea of putting money out there to help build businesses and build jobs then this this makes a lot of sense it's going to create a tremendous number of jobs and here's the good news. That factory was originally going to go down into Virginia. It wound up here, so we're going to see thousands of jobs created right in Michigan. Paul Eisenstein, publisher of TheDetroitBureau.com. AAA has a survey that says 68% of drivers are afraid of riding in a self-driving vehicle, and for whatever reason, that's up. It was only 55% in 2022. Any insight yeah, as to yeah. why? Yeah, I, I, I'm not surprised at all by that, because uh, we in the media have been reporting on a number of startling crashes involving uh, self well, and not true self-driving vehicles. There's none on the road yet that you literally can get in and not have to have somebody behind the steering wheel, okay? So that's the first misperception. Unfortunately, some people who have vehicles like Tesla's with, uh, with autopilot or full self-driving they're thinking that they can take the hands off the wheels. We've even seen videos of people that then jump in the back seat or jump over oh. into the passenger seat. Um, wow. So some people are misusing these technologies, and there have been some spectacular crashes. The reality is everything out there needs at least a driver ready to take over in a heartbeat if the, uh, if the, if the technology malfunctions. And some people aren't doing that. Uh, but it doesn't surprise me at all that, that, as a result, we wind up seeing more people concerned than they were a year ago. Now, I here, really like having the little bit of help when those systems are in vehicles I'm driving. Yeah, that's the reality. Uh, there, there's a technology called Advanced Driver Assistance Systems, ADAS. And it goes everything from, you know, semi-self-driving technologies like autopilot or, or General Motors Super Cruise to little things like blind spot assist and forward collision warning and auto braking. And frankly, all the studies show those technologies, like, like blind spot detection and forward collision warning, actually save lives. They actually help prevent crashes. And that may be why the same study showed that, what, about uh, 7 or 8 out of 10 people actually wanted those more limited technologies in their vehicles. And the fact is they're being built into every new vehicle on the road. Tony Cuthbert is all psyched up because Formula One is back, Bahrain. In 30 seconds, Paul, can you just indulge him with a reason why Formula One is where it's at or a story from your experience? 
Well, uh, broadly, Formula One's been gaining acceptance over the last couple of years. You know, it's it's an exotic uh, racing formula that that wasn't in the U.S. for a while, and now we're getting races in places like uh, like Texas, as well as exotic locations like Bahrain. So that's the great news. Formula One's really gaining fans. And Las Vegas coming up too, and we all saw that race in Miami last year too. Thank you, Paul Eisenstein. Have fun in the desert. And you can have fun reading thedetroitbureau.com. But not at the wheel, please. At Blue Cross Blue Shield of Michigan, the focus is all about serving their members by providing the best coverage and member experiences. In recognition, Blue Cross has been awarded the 2022 J.D. Power Award for having the highest member satisfaction among commercial health plans in Michigan. For 84 years, Blue Cross Blue Shield of Michigan has been serving Michigan and its communities by providing coverage and resources that support wellness across the state. In person or in your pajamas, Blue Cross offers virtual care for both physical and mental health visits, along with a 24-hour nurse line with experts standing by, ready to help answer members' questions anytime, anywhere. And with the Blue Cross mobile app, members have instant personalized information and support to help track their coverage and claims. If you're looking for the right health plan to support you, Blue Cross Blue Shield of Michigan is always ready to help. For J.D. Power 2022 awarding information, visit jdpower.com forward slash awards. Have you ever considered being a school bus driver or attending on a bus to help students? Now is the perfect time. Dean Transportation has immediate openings and offers paid training to obtain a commercial driver's license. With increased pay, benefit packages, flexible scheduling, and a sign-on bonus, Dean Transportation may be the career choice for you. No experience needed. Apply now at deanjobs.com and start your paid training. Head to deanjobs.com. Fly Lansing nonstop to Orlando on Avello Airlines and enjoy Florida sunshine in no time. Fly from Lansing's Capital Region International Airport and enjoy affordable parking, hassle-free check-in, and short security lines. Say hello to Avello with nonstop flights from Lansing to Orlando International Airport. Book your trip today at aveloair.com. That's A-V-E-L-O-Air.com. And fly Lansing. NBC News Radio. I'm Michael Kastner. Rescue efforts continue in San Bernardino County, California. After another winter storm impacted the area, mountain residents remain trapped under several feet of snow. Officials warning residents it could be another week before they're able to reach everyone. Former President Trump says he won't drop out of the 2024 presidential race, even if he's indicted on state or federal charges. Mark Mayfield reports. He made the comment responding to a reporter's question at Saturday's Conservative Political Action Conference in the Washington, D.C. area. Trump said, absolutely, I won't even think about leaving. He added that it might even help his poll numbers, but it would be very bad for America. The former president is the focus of several state and federal investigations involving efforts to overturn the 2020 election, his handling of classified information, and financial dealings. A Florida man is recovering after opening his front door Friday night to find an alligator. He thought somebody was on his front porch. It was actually an eight-foot alligator who lunged and bit the man in the thigh. Michael Kastner, NBC News Radio.
Doja Cat with Michael Patrick Shields, radio stations across the state of Michigan, worldwide at mibigshow.com. And very pleased to be with you on this Monday morning. Can be an interesting week to say the least. It's always interesting to catch up with Kyle Malin, the editor of MERS News, MIRSnews.com. It's the political publication and sort of business publication, too, that affects business and politics. And it's full of intrigue, and there's a lot of work put into it, and we could not have this radio program without it. And so every once in a while, Kyle is nice enough to take his pen off the paper and grab a telephone and speak with us through our AT&T line. All the best to you, and welcome, sir. Hey, good morning, Michael Patrick. Thank you for such a nice introduction. It's true, and I'm thinking of you because I ran into Governor Cuomo uh, at Polo Lounge in uh, Hollywood this weekend, and uh, he walked in, Andrew Cuomo, and looked larger than life. He still looked pretty good, and I got a chance to shake hands with him, and I told him that I was acquainted with Gretchen Whitmer, and he lit up, and he said, we've done really good work together, and she's a great lady, and tell her I said hello. But when I tell people that I ran into him, they say, hmm, what was he doing in Hollywood? Do you think he has a future, or what might be might he be up to? Hmm. Well, he doesn't have a future in New York politics anymore, so, you know, why not go to California? It sounds like a good place. Sounds like a nice place. Sounds like he might have something. I mean, he's got, he's got a face. He's got a name. People know him. So, you know, why not? I want, why not try to take advantage of it? You know, sometimes infamous people, uh, you know, Get, uh, get some notoriety, uh, can make some money off it. Who knows? Infamous people. I wonder, now, if this business had been going on where, uh, for instance, in Florida, if you're going to write about the governor, you have to register with the state, and that in its own is a, something to chew on. But if that had been in place while he was in office in New York, I wonder if he would have been exposed, pardon the pun, and taken out of office and getting canceled. Oh, I think so. I, you know, I think what um, I, I think what that kind of registration stuff is is a trade publication or a trade registration, I guess, technique that is used with other professions, cosmetology, or you know, whether you're um, a, a professional plumber or whatever it is, somebody. It's something that the state has to show that you're legitimate, that you've gone through your schooling, that you've done the work that you need to to be a, um, a legitimate, I suppose, registered journalist. The issue is is that social media has become such that it's almost impossible to do anything like that, and it's also impossible to enforce it. I mean, who's to say that anybody then who puts anything of news value, whether it's you know, uh, you know that they saw this or they've got this opinion that all of a sudden are they a journalist now? You know, mm-hmm. it's not like a, a plumber who comes over, you, you pay somebody for a service and they, uh, you know, fix some pipes for you or clear a drain. Uh, being a journalist has is, is become a lot more subjective in 2023. And, you know, I, I just don't think that it's enforceable uh, to be legitimate, really. And, and the fine. only thing the government can do is, What's the government going to do? They're not going to send you press releases. They're going to ban you from press events. I mean, you you know, anybody can go to a public event. Anybody can go to a political rally. Um, I, I just think it's impossible to enforce. They were talking about fines, though. Yeah, but I, no, I and I, you know, they could try, but then you get into First Amendment issues, and 
I'm just letting my I'm letting my people know. You know, I'm a, you know, I could be the communications director for such and such group. And we were there and we got to keep our people informed and we're not mainstream press. I mean, I can just see the arguments just coming all over the place. It, it, it's just, um, it, it's just super hard to try and traffic cop that. I mean, I kind of like the idea cause I actually, you know, went to school to be a so-called journalist. I don't really consider myself one, but, um, if this is aimed at the bloggers, I guess in a way I feel kind of snobby about it, but I mean, right. an article or a story these days can be a video for God's sakes. See, no, I'm, I'm actually with you on that, Michael Patrick. I wouldn't have a problem with it either. You know, I, I've gone to school to be a journalist. I've got a degree in journalism. I've been practicing the trade for over 30 years. And, yeah, I don't like where things are going. It's not that I'm, I'm okay with it. I, I'm troubled by it, honestly. But um, I, I just think it would end up being more trouble and headache than it's worth because just the, you know, because then you get into – you know, are you a journalist if you're an advocacy journalist, you know, like uh, Michigan Advance or something like that, who has a clear leftist agenda? So are they media or are they not media, you know, because they cover news, but they just cover it with a bent, you know. So should you, should uh, you know, is there a special designation for that? It's like, I don't know. I mean, it's, it's, it's just too much, like I said, too much of a headache. This sounds like a heavy-handed overreach, if you ask me. Um, I am asking you very quickly a couple of other questions. Perry Johnson finished ahead of Nikki Haley in the straw poll at CPAC. Does that mean anything? I guess uh, it not means by that, laughing. Yeah. No, it's, it's uh, you know, nobody really knew Perry Johnson going in. It just shows what happens when you go to CPAC. You spend a lot of money like he did. He had a free um, uh, reception where a lot of people came and had free drink and free food off his dime. It sounds like he's willing to spend a lot of money to, to give this a go and have some fun and meet some people and get some votes. So good for him. Yeah, I, it doesn't surprise me. It was 5% when it comes right down to it. 60% said Trump and 30-some said DeSantis. So, I mean, I, I mean, yes, it's third place, but it's such a distant third place that it doesn't mean a heck of a lot right now, except maybe he's finally getting some attention from the national media. Does Lansing Mayor Andy Shore have a chance of going to Congress? Yeah. Oh, sure he does. Sure he does. I mean, uh, he's got a, a lot of experience. He's got some name recognition, obviously. He's done a fairly decent job as mayor of Lansing. Uh, he's a friendly guy. He's got, uh, you know, contacts all around the place to be able to raise money. Yeah, I mean, we'll see what the rest of the field looks like, but I think he's got a pretty decent shot, sure. Kyle Malin can give you that in your inbox before you even wake up every day. Kyle Malin, editor of MERS News, MIRSnews.com. Our path to a top 10 state is only as strong as our strength of commitment. It's time to compete to win. When we do better by our kids, invest in people, accelerate our economy, and get the fundamentals right, we will feel a powerful win in our sales that will move Michigan forward. That's a top 10 state. Business Leaders for Michigan is the state's business roundtable. We're committed to make Michigan more competitive. Time to be bold, Michigan. It's time to compete to win. Get more for your money at Meyer. Right now, mix or match over a thousand items and pay just one dollar each when you buy seven of items like extra large avocados, select varieties of Campbell's condensed soup, and select Body Armor Super Drink. Plus, it's double points week. Earn two times the points for every dollar you spend through Empers. No clip necessary. 
Get more for your money this week at Meyer. See all the deals in the Meyer app. Excludes fuel. Let's start in the NBA. Anthony Davis put up 12 of his game-high 39 in the fourth quarter as the Lakers snap Golden State's five-game win streak. Steph Curry scored 27 for the Warriors in his return from a leg injury. Kevin Durant hit a tie-breaking jumper in the closing seconds as the Suns knocked off the Mavs. After a potential tying shot, Luka Doncic exchanged not-so-nice words with Devin Booker, leading to double technicals. Clippers rallied from 10 down to beat the Grizzlies. There's no timetable for John Morant's return after he was initially suspended two games for brandishing a gun on an Instagram Live video. Free agent quarterback Derek Carr reportedly leaning towards joining the Jets, but the Saints and Panthers still very much in play. White Sox pitcher Mike Clevenger will not be disciplined by Major League Baseball following a domestic violence complaint. That's sports. Ron Zamoss, NBC News Radio. Live across the Great Lakes State, you're connected to Michigan's most engaging and influential radio and television program, Michigan's Big Show, starring Michael Patrick Shields. Thank you so much, Michael Patrick. It's always great working with you, and you make a difference talking to all the people that you do and pulling out the best in them as you have conversations, and it also gives us some really deep insights into what's really happening in our state. Michigan's Michael Patrick Shields. The Arnold Palmer Invitational at Bay Hill in Orlando, Florida, was held this weekend, and that's one of the great old events on the PGA Tour. Kurt Kitayama was the winner there. He gets the cardigan sweater, not the green jacket, the cardigan sweater that Arnold Palmer used to wear. He gets one just like it. Nine under par was his uh, title, his number for the win. Harris English and Rory McIlroy finished at second place at eight under par, and then you had Jordan Spieth and Patrick Cantlay. You see, it's an invitational event, so you get some you know, better, stronger field there. We never let the birthday of a beautiful person pass without taking note. Connie Britton is 56. You would have seen her in the show Nashville and Spin City back in the day. Maura Kelly is 55. She was on the West Wing. And Tony Cuthbert, it's not exactly sports or is it kind of sports, but Michigan star DJ Turner II is the fastest man at the NFL Combine. 4.26 second 40-yard dash. That was almost the all-time record. It's pretty amazing, Michael Patrick, because DJ Turner, he was good at the University of Michigan. Not great. And uh, nobody had any idea about this speed. And that's the thing about the NFL Combine. A lot of these different activities let's call them that they're doing you'll never use those in any game let's face it if dj turner as a member of the secondary is running 40 yards that means he was beat by a receiver and he would have to chase <laughs> that right, receiver yeah so you're never going to really use that but it's going to help him and his draft stock's going to raise just due to that uh, news item that he ran the fastest 40 so good on him and another university of michigan product will be taken in the draft not that there was any question for him so good luck to him in the future, and thankfully the NFL Combine is over. And now, well, I guess I should say, unfortunately, you get two months of nothing but NFL mock drafts. So enjoy all of that, unless you don't. Uh, college basketball, we got to touch on that because the Big Ten regular season is over, and Michigan, they wrapped up their regular season with a 75-73 overtime loss at Indiana. They led the game by 10 late, but just gave it away once again Michigan will be the eighth seed in the Big Ten tournament, opening up against Rutgers, and with their resume and how they've lost some of these games, 
one would think they probably need to get to the Big Ten championship game in terms of the conference to make the NCAA tournament. Michigan State will check in, and this is the fourth seed, therefore a double bye into the quarterfinals after defeating Ohio State on Senior Day Saturday. And that's brought to you by Dean Transportation. You can hear Tony Cuthbert and Michael Patrick Shields and the rest of our guests all over again at mibigshow.com or download Spreaker and favorite Michigan's Big Show. Happy Monday. NBC News Radio. I'm Michael Kastner. Rescue efforts continue in San Bernardino County, California. After another winter storm impacted the area, mountain residents remain trapped under several feet of snow. Officials warning residents it could be another week before they're able to reach everyone. Former President Trump says he won't drop out of the 2024 presidential race, even if he's indicted on state or federal charges. Mark Mayfield reports. He made the comment responding to a reporter's question at Saturday's Conservative Political Action Conference in the Washington, D.C. area. Trump said, absolutely, I won't even think about leaving. He added that it might even help his poll numbers, but it would be very bad for America. The former president is the focus of several state and federal investigations involving efforts to overturn the 2020 election, his handling of classified information, and financial dealings. A Florida man is recovering after opening his front door Friday night to find an alligator. He thought somebody was on his front porch. It was actually an eight-foot alligator who lunged and bit the man in the thigh. Michael Kastner, NBC News Radio. Watch for a line of locally heavy snow today to stretch from the Great Lakes to the northern mid-Atlantic. Low pressure in the Midwest will send snow into parts of Pennsylvania and New York State, with some areas seeing three to six inches of snow from this system. But the snow may come down pretty heavily for a time today with some localized snow bands in Pennsylvania and New York making travel difficult. Colder air bands will move into the east by midweek. Winter remains solidly in place out west in the system that brings snow to the Sierra Nevada. Perhaps one to two feet of snow in some sections of northern California will also bring snow into portions of central California and into Oregon and Washington state. Snow across interior Oregon and Washington and there will be snow for big sky country and east to South Dakota and even into the state of Minnesota. That's your national weather forecast. Mike Ellis, NBC News Radio. NBC News Radio, I'm Michael Kastner. Senators are working on a broad bipartisan bill that will outline a process to ban or prohibit foreign technology like TikTok. They are taking data from Americans, not keeping it safe. But what worries me more with TikTok is that this can be a propaganda tool. Appearing on Fox News Sunday, Senator Mark Warner, a Virginia Democrat, explained that he's working on the bill with Republican Senator John Thune of South Dakota. U.S. officials grow increasingly concerned over what type of content Americans are consuming on the Chinese-owned video sharing platform. The president says he's fighting against those who are trying to keep certain parts of African-American history from being taught in the classroom. We can't just choose to learn what we want to know and not what we should know. We should learn everything, the good, the bad, the truth of who we are as a nation. Biden made his comment Sunday in Selma, Alabama, during the ceremonies commemorating the 58th anniversary of Bloody Sunday. It's considered a turning point in the civil rights movement. The ceremony was held at the foot of the Edmund Pettus Bridge, where 600 marchers crossed and suffered attacks from state troopers. 
The march was led by John Lewis, who went on to represent the state of Georgia in the U.S. House of Representatives for more than three decades. Roughly 10 million people are under winter weather alerts as more snow hits parts of the western U.S. Mark Mayfield reports. More snow fell in the mountains of California on Sunday. Recent winter snowstorms that slammed Southern California prompted a state of emergency in more than a dozen counties late last week. Meantime, a storm system is expected to bring snow and rain to areas in and around the Great Lakes this week, affecting cities like Minneapolis, Milwaukee, Chicago, and Detroit. It's likely to weaken and move towards the northeast, leading to possible rain in Pennsylvania, New Jersey, and New York. Michael Kastner, NBC News Radio. Coming up in the Business Week Ahead, spotlight on the labor market with the government's February unemployment and job creation numbers due Friday. The January report was a blockbuster at 517,000 new jobs and an unemployment rate of just 3.4%. We'll also get ADP Payroll's report on private employer hiring last month, plus total job openings. Other data this week, the Federal Reserve's Beige Book Survey, factory orders, the trade balance, and consumer credit. As you may have noticed, car insurance prices have been skyrocketing. Bankrate.com says U.S. drivers are now paying more than $2,000 a year for premiums, up roughly 14% from last year. NBC's Miguel Almaguer reports. With the average household now paying nearly 3% of their income just on car insurance, premiums in congested cities like Orlando and Phoenix are revving up. In cities where cars are king, rates are shifting into record territory. Why are car insurance rates skyrocketing so quickly? It really has to do with the inflation that we saw in 2022. These car insurance companies are still reacting to that environment. Citing costly repairs, more accidents, and an increase in thefts, insurance companies say the approved rate hikes are here for the foreseeable future. To control your rate, experts say shop around, reduce your coverage if your car is older, and raise your deductible. And the latest in the cannabis business, half-naked bud tenders, a roadside strip club in the western Massachusetts town of Watley called Club Castaway, has been closed since the COVID lockdowns began three years ago. So it's proposing to reopen as the nation's first topless cannabis dispensary. Massachusetts has about 265 illegal dispensaries, but none are in or near the town of Watley. Pending state and local approval, the owners tell Forbes they think their dispensary could put down at least double the sales of the average dispensary by showing a little skin. Consumer and Business News, Joe McConnell, NBC News Radio. Let's start in the NBA. Anthony Davis put up 12 of his game-high 39 in the fourth quarter as the Lakers snapped Golden State's five-game win streak. Steph Curry scored 27 for the Warriors in his return from a leg injury. Kevin Durant hit a tie-breaking jumper in the closing seconds as the Suns knocked off the Mavs. After a potential tying shot, Luka Doncic exchanged not-so-nice words with Devin Booker, leading to double technicals. Clippers rallied from 10 down to beat the Grizzlies. There's no timetable for John Morant's return after he was initially suspended two games for brandishing a gun on an Instagram Live video. Free agent quarterback Derek Carr reportedly leaning towards joining the Jets but the Saints and Panthers still very much in play. White Sox pitcher Mike Clevenger will not be disciplined by Major League Baseball following a domestic violence complaint. That's sports. Ron Zamoss, NBC News Radio. 
Watch for a line of locally heavy snow today to stretch from the Great Lakes to the northern mid-Atlantic. Low pressure in the Midwest will send snow into parts of Pennsylvania and New York State, with some areas seeing three to six inches of snow from this system. But the snow may come down pretty heavily for a time today with some localized snow bands in Pennsylvania and New York making travel difficult. Colder air bands will move into the east by midweek. Winter remains solidly in place out west in the system that brings snow to the Sierra Nevada. Perhaps one to two feet of snow in some sections of northern California will also bring snow into portions of central California and into Oregon and Washington state. Snow across interior Oregon and Washington and there will be snow for big sky country and east to South Dakota and even into the state of Minnesota. That's your national weather forecast. Mike Ellis, NBC News Radio. Live across the Great Lakes State, you're connected to Michigan's most engaging and influential radio and television program, Michigan's Big Show, starring Michael Patrick Shields. Presented by Blue Cross, Blue Shield of Michigan, and Blue Care Network. I'm producer and creative director, Tony Cuthbert. This is meteorologist John McMurray. Now in the shadow of the Capitol Dome in Lansing, he's heard from the beaches of Lake Michigan to the halls of power and behind closed doors, here's Michigan's Michael Patrick Shields. Who's this guy that every city in America wants to claim as their own? Boxing clever with every word, talking like America, fast, straight up, in headlines, coming through with the big shtick, the aside, the quiet compliment, good cop, bad cop, all in the same breath. You know his story, because it's your story. Michael Patrick Shields is on the air. Good morning, world. Hey, that's Bono from the Irish rocker group U2. And it was just the other day that I saw Bono in person in the Polo Lounge at the Beverly Hills Hotel with the rest of the U2 group marching in there in the month of St. Patrick's Day. And they were just about 10 feet away. And gosh, I would have loved to have said... Happy St. Patrick's Day, lads. But uh, they keep things pretty cool in that spot. And I decided when they put them in the back booth in the back of the place that it probably wouldn't be cricket to go over there and <laughs> invite myself to that party. But nevertheless, our party will be St. Patrick's Day, March 17th, our annual St. Patrick's Day broadcast brought to you by the Michigan Catholic Conference. Paul Long, the CEO, will be co-hosting and will be celebrating Banshees of Inishir and the completely Irish movie that might win Best Picture just a few days before, if not a few of the other Academy Awards here in Hollywood. It's a movie about friendship, and we'll celebrate Irish friendship and that movie. And if you haven't seen it yet, that would be a great way to celebrate St. Patrick's Day. Meanwhile, the entertainment world was kind of buzzing about Chris Rock because he went back on stage on a Netflix special and he did, in fact, talk about being hit in the face by Will Smith at last year's Academy Awards. And I'm going to play some of this for you in case you don't have Netflix and you want to know. But Chris Rock, according to Deadline, said he knows what people came for and he knows what Netflix wanted. But before he talked about Will Smith, which he did at the end of the performance, he took digs at Elon Musk, the Kardashians, O.J. Simpson, Meghan Markle, and uh, was hot-button topics like the trans community and abortion and his dating life and Beyonce. Went through all the political world, talked about Snoop Dogg and even Michael Jackson. 
and was very, very um, forward and bold. So uh, I guess, by the way, they did this in Baltimore at the Hippodrome, for what it's worth. And he said, in this woke world, everybody is scared. Um, Let's begin with the end, though, because I know you want to hear what he said about Will Smith hitting him in the face last year at the Academy Awards. Here's Chris Rock. I love Will Smith. My whole life, I love this guy. I saw him open up for Run DMC at the Nassau Coliseum. And now... I, I watch Emancipation just to see him get whooped. <laughs> and a lot of people go, Chris, how come you didn't do nothing back? How come you didn't do nothing back that night? Because I got parents. That's why. Because I was raised. Okay? I got parents. And you know what my parents taught me? Don't fight in front of white people. <laughs> Well, turn the other cheek is another way to put it, but uh, he was very composed, although he was so shocked, and he just said, wow, when he got hit in the face. And, wow, uh, dude. Yeah. He went on to tell uh, in this Netflix special that Will Smith's rage really wasn't about him. It was about his wife, who humiliated him on television in an interview when she told the world that she had an affair and asked her husband, how you feel about that? And that it was all kind of pent up. He did say, too, that anybody that says words hurt has never been punched in the face. Those were some of the things he said. Here's Chris Rock taking the stage. Try to do a show tonight without offending nobody, okay? I'm going to try my best. You know why? Because you, you never know who might get triggered. That's right. You say the wrong thing. Get scared. <laughs> Gotta watch out. You know, you know what people say? They always say, uh, words hurt. That's what they say. Gotta watch what you say, cause words hurt. You know, anybody that says words hurt has never been punched in the face. And here's more Chris Rock on politics. I have no problem with the wokeness. I have no problem with it at all. I'm all for social justice. I'm all for for marginalized people getting their rights. The thing I have a problem with is the selective outrage. That's right. Selective outrage. Everybody, you know what I'm talking about. One person does something, they get canceled. Somebody else does the exact same thing. Nothing. You know what I'm talking about. You know, like the kind of people that play Michael Jackson songs but won't play R. Kelly. (laughs) Same crime. (laughs) One of them just got better songs. (laughs) That's right. Oh, I'll play starting something. It's a party. I play bump and grind. Now you are activists. So everybody's scared. Everybody full of shit. You know? I'm, I'm in my old neighborhood the other day. I bumped into my, my good friend Fred. Hadn't seen him in years. Hadn't seen him in years. Fred got a new job at AT&T. Okay? So I'm like, hey, Fred, how's the job? And Fred's like, ooh, I love the job. It's a safe space. I feel seen, I feel heard, 
there's a lot of diversity. And I'm looking at it, I'm like, it's me. <laughs> what, you think I'm wearing a wire or something? <laughs> what the f you talking about safe space? And you did eight years for manslaughter. <laughs> Nobody's safe around you. Everybody's full of <laughs> typing out woke tweets on, on a phone made by child slaves. <laughs> Cut it out, man. Not only is everybody full of every business is full of Everybody you do business, they don't even tell you about the product no more. They just tell you how much charity they do. They say, we give back. We like to give back. We don't even like the money. We just give back. I'm, I'm in the mall the other day. I went by that store. What's this thing? Uh, Lululemon. Lululemon. I walked by, and in the window of every Lululemon, there's a sign that says, we don't support racism, sexism, discrimination, or hate. And I'm like, who gives a f <laughs> You're just selling yoga pants. I don't need your yoga pants politics. Tell me how you work on sweat. <laughs> and then I'm watching the game the other night. There was a app, there was a commercial for a Subaru. Commercial for Subaru. And it said, uh, for every Subaru we sell, we'll donate $250 to your favorite charity. And I'm like, who gives a f I'm like, Subaru, you want to help me out? Why don't you just sell me the car for $250 less. Chris Rock says he's his own favorite charity. It's Michael Patrick Shields. On each episode of My Business Matters, the Michigan Chamber podcast, a Michigan Chamber team member will sit down with a special guest or guests who are influential employers, policymakers, and leaders here in Michigan. We'll discuss relevant, timely issues affecting our state's economy, workforce, and our communities. We'll help foster pragmatic problem solving, and we'll do it with civility. Each episode is 15 to 20 minutes in length, just long enough to get the key updates and hear those important conversations while being short enough to listen on your commute or that break during your day. Check out our latest episode hosted by me, Sarah Werfel, the Michigan Chamber, where I'm joined by three of our state's leading workforce experts to discuss the latest trends and tools in workforce development and talent recruitment and retention. Like and subscribe to My Business Matters podcast on any of your favorite podcast platforms. Just search MI Business Matters. Until we connect next time on My Business Matters, I'm Jim Holcomb, President and CEO of the Michigan Chamber of Commerce. Tomorrow is happening right now. Today, more than ever, the world needs safe, secure, sustainable, and affordable sources of energy. That's why Enbridge is advancing new technologies to reduce emissions, like carbon capture and hydrogen power. By putting in the work today, we're bridging to a cleaner energy future. Tomorrow is on. Enbridge. Life takes energy. Fly Lansing nonstop to Orlando on Avello Airlines and enjoy Florida sunshine in no time. Fly from Lansing's Capital Region International Airport and enjoy affordable parking, hassle-free check-in, and short security lines. Say hello to Avello with nonstop flights from Lansing to Orlando International Airport. 
Book your trip today at AveloAir.com. That's A-V-E-L-O-Air.com. And fly Lansing. Nicki Minaj is now the first female rapper to launch her own record label. The Super Freaky Girl star made the announcement during her Queen's radio show in promotion of her latest single. Minaj says she's keeping the name under wraps for now, but she does add the label won't just be for hip-hop artists. It'll cater to a variety of genres. Peach Davidson may be in hot water after crashing his car in the side of a Beverly Hills house. The actor was speeding through her neighborhood Saturday night with his girlfriend. Officials say at some point Davidson lost control of the vehicle jumped the curb and took out a fire hydrant before slamming into the side of a nearby residence. While the car didn't go all the way into the home, there was significant damage to the property and exterior of the building. No arrests were made on the spot, but police are continuing to investigate. As award season continues, Women Talking is the big winner at the 35th annual USC Library Scripter Award. Sarah Polly's adaptation of Miriam Tate's novel took the top prize over Guillermo del Toro's Pinocchio plus Top Gun Maverick Living, and she said, The ceremony that honors writers of adapted screenplays and the original works they're based upon in the television category, Will Smith, the British writer, producer, and actor, not to be confused with the one that slapped Chris Rock last year, won a Scripter Award for the episode, Failures Contagious for the Apple TV Plus series, Slow Horses. That's Entertainment, Steve Greenfield, NBC News Radio. Monday with Michael Patrick Shields, radio stations across the state of Michigan, worldwide, mibigshow.com for streaming audio and podcasting, and Spreaker, where you can get the app, Michigan's Big Show, starring Michael Patrick Shields, and pick and choose through the interviews and listen to them over and over again. And sometimes you have to listen again to process what you're hearing. Um, the man had the title of state legislator, and then he had the title of mayor, and now he wants to have, perhaps, the title of congressman. His name is Andy Shore, the current mayor of the capital city of Lansing. He's on our AT&T line right this very moment. Welcome back to the program, sir. Uh, it's always great to be with you, Michael Patrick. Thanks for having me. Well, thanks. Uh, Alyssa Slotkin is going to run for the United States Senate, and Andy Shore may run for the spot that she vacates in this, what's now called the 7th Congressional District, which is Lansing, right, and still what part of Livingston and a little bit of Oakland County? Well, it's, it's, uh, it's all of Ingham, it's all of Clinton, it's all of Eaton, um, and then, yes, it's all of Livingston, it's all of Shiawassee, a very small piece uh, of Oakland County, um, and a, a little bit of Genesee, but for the most part, it's those those five counties: Shiawassee, Eaton, Ingham, Clinton. Um, so it's uh, um, and Livingston. So yeah, it's a, it's a nice sized district. But um, you know, I'm, I'm I'm taking a look at it. I've had a lot of folks call, text, email, and with the seat um, being open, um, you know, I, I, folks around uh, around our area want someone who's got a track record to get track record of getting things done and. Um, someone who's a problem solver, and that's something I've always been, you know, working on, on both sides of the aisle. So, um, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm exploring. I'm getting out there and checking it out to see um, how much money I'd have to raise, which is significant, and talk to folks in the district and hear from the folks in the district, more importantly. 
We uh, spoke to Kyle Malin from MERS News, asked him if you had a chance. He thought you had a very good chance of getting elected if you decide that's what you want to do based on your record and that you're very likable. So that was his take, for what it's worth, if your ears were burning. Um, <laughs> but he also wanted to see what the rest of the field was going to look like. And do you know uh, yet who your opponents might be, both on the Democrat and Republican side? I don't. Um, I don't. And, you know, when I when I uh, look at, at this, just like I look and see um, about me, about, you know, is this the right thing for me? Is it am I the right person for the for the job, things like that, and others are going to make that that same evaluation. But uh, at this point, I don't. I don't. I, I've heard lots and lots of rumors, and I'm sure Kyle can tell you all the rumors. Um, <laughs> but uh, but no, I don't. And uh, at this point, we're doing exploration to see again if it makes sense for me, and and uh, I'll I'll be looking at that. My family is fully supportive, and that's as you know, that's always the first uh, the first thing you check in with. My wife's 100 percent supportive. My kids are or 18 and 16, and so I don't have to worry about having little kids and being in, in D.C. and coming back. And um, that's, you know, for me, that that was the first priority. You know, about eight years ago, um, when Congressman Rogers left the seat, I got called from D.C. and asked to run, and I was like, nope, doesn't work for me, doesn't work for my family. So I'm just in a, in a different place now, and I can look at it. Calls for speculation, but is there anybody who would run that would cause you to not run? Oh, I don't. I don't know. Um, certainly, I'd have to see who else gets in. Um, but uh, I don't know. I, I don't. Again, I'm I'm friends when you're when you're a Democrat, and there are lots of Democrats in town. You're friends with all of them. Um, I got nothing to. I have nothing bad to say about about any other folks who might look at the seat and run. Um, so I don't know. I, again, I'm I'm looking at it right now for me to see what makes sense to see if I make sense to hear what folks think in the district, um, and and I'll evaluate. I've got time. Not a lot of time because when you have to raise nine or ten million dollars, it's not a lot of time. Um, but I've got some time to make that evaluation. Is that going to be what we would consider a battleground district? You'll get lots of uh, support from, you know, the nation, the Democrats nationally, who will want to hold on to that seat. Is it a you expect it to be hotly contested? Absolutely, absolutely. It's a it's a fifty fifty seat in terms of Democrats and Republicans. It's a true seat where you have to get out and talk to folks and hear from folks. Uh, I believe it was the most expensive seat in the nation last year. Um, so, yeah, this is something where mm. you know, the Democrats want to win back the House and they really can't do it losing seats. And the Republicans want to hold the House and um, and they want to win the seat. Um, so, yeah, this will definitely be a, a battleground seat nationally. So I have fuzzy math, but if you run for the House, is it in the middle of your mayoral term or at the time when you'll be running for re-election? No, it's uh, it's it's in the middle. It's the third year of the term. Okay, uh, I'll continue to serve as mayor, and and I'll continue to be an active mayor. And I love my city, so I will continue to do that. We have great technology, phones, and Zoom, and all of that that I continue to, to absolutely do the job. And so I have no no concerns about that at all. So you can do both, and of course there'll be people who will criticize you no matter what because they get a free <laughs> chance to do it. <laughs> That's just how it goes, right? Um, well. <laughs> With uh, just a minute and a half left, then, for somebody who might be hearing your voice for the first time, hard to believe, but possible, uh, who is Andy Shore, and why does he want to go to Congress? Oh, Lord, in a minute and a half. You know, I, again, I'm, I'm looking at it. I, I'm someone who served in the legislature. I worked very well with both sides of the aisle. I was able to get things done as minority member of the legislature. Uh, we've been able to do quite a bit uh, growing the city of Lansing, so I want to see if I can 
take those skills to D.C. and actually get something done in, in a town where it's very difficult to get things done. Pete Buttigieg seems to have a lot of trouble getting things done. You know him. He was the mayor of South Bend. What do you make of his performance at the federal level there as the transportation secretary? He's got a lot going on. I mean, now they, they've got this, the, 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 the toxic spill, the train accident, and he's getting a lot of heat for that. But um, there's a lot of regulations that were that were weakened, and I think he's calling for stronger regulations. So I think it's tough to be a cabinet secretary, whether you're Pete Buttigieg or Jennifer Granholm or, or any of the other secretaries. Um, they're all doing their best to make sure that everything works well for our nation. So I'll talk to him as well at some point, I hope. You know, the interesting thing that he said this weekend on television is something that I know you learned as a mayor, and that is that uh, sometimes there are people who need policy and sometimes there are people who need to see action. And he said, I guess I probably needed to do both. And as mayor, that's, that is the fact, isn't it? Yeah. yeah, we do both. You know, you want to do the right thing for your citizens, but you also have to have to be there on the ground talking to folks and make sure they know that you care. Andy Shore may go to Congress. He's the mayor of Lansing one way or another. Democrat, thank you very much. Two U.S. senators are urging Meta CEO Mark Zuckerberg not to allow teenagers into the company's Horizon Worlds. Early last month, reports suggested that Meta would allow teens to use the app to boost the user base and justify the billions of dollars that the company has invested into the metaverse. Horizon Worlds is officially only available to adults. Ford is going to restart production of the electric F-150 Lightning trucks on March the 13th, weeks after battery issues caused one of the trucks to catch fire. The February the 4th fire broke out during a quality check while the vehicle was charging. The automaker says the delay will give its battery supplier time to build up production and get batteries to the factory in Michigan. An activist hedge fund manager has taken a passive stake in AMD. Third Point's Dan Lieb took the bet when the chipmaker's shares struggled and were down more than 30% over the past 12 months. The stock has since bounced back this year by 21%. And Tesla plans to slash the use of silicon carbide transistors by 75%. Some see Tesla's move as a harbinger for the industry. Tech Report, Mark Mayfield, NBC News Radio. Michigan's Big Show, starring Michael Patrick Shields. Jeff Donafrio is the president and CEO of Business Leaders for Michigan. Is Michigan a good place right now to start a business? Michigan is a great place to start a business. And Michael Patrick, you know that my family had a business here for 80 years. We want to create that state that grows its own businesses, that helps entrepreneurs scale. There's going to be a great place to grow a business in the future, too, if we do the right things now. His business was there 80 years. It's 84 years that Blue Cross Blue Shield of Michigan has kept a commitment to members and everyone in Michigan by building healthier communities and providing access to care in every zip code. Blue Cross is here for it all and always will be. Enbridge Energy and the Line 5 Pipelines, they've been operating as long as the Mackinac Bridge and built by the same company more than 60 years. But they've decided to invest $500 million to build the Great Lakes Tunnel and safely encase those pipelines in that tunnel. They got opposition from the governor. They got opposition from the attorney general, even though they made the deal with the previous governor. And I asked Ryan Duffy from Enbridge Energy if the company will be able to work with the current governor and also a little update on the state of the tunnel project. So our leadership is really focused on developing a positive working relationship with the administration and state leaders. It's important to us. Uh, we feel like it leads to opportunities to help Michigan and resolve other issues that need to be addressed, too. So we think there's a lot in common that we have with some of the uh, key areas where we can support the administration's priorities. So 
you know, you have the need for safe, reliable, affordable energy. Uh, you have the priority of protecting the environment and safeguarding the Great Lakes. We, of course, transport oil and gas by pipeline because it does have less impact on the environment than the alternatives of, of truck, train, or tanker. Uh, and then you have the priority of addressing climate change challenges by investing in, in new energy technologies. Uh, so we're eager to get the tunnel project underway and then completed. Uh, when it's underway, it will be providing those jobs and opportunities for workers because it is a big infrastructure project. And then we want to get it done, of course, because uh, people in Michigan, Michigan voters, and many others have said that's what they want and that it is a priority. Speaking of energy, change is putting forth the energy today for a brighter tomorrow. Consumers Energy is leading the way. In 2022, they completed more than 2,000 projects aimed at building a more reliable power grid. They trimmed trees. They replaced poles. They upgraded technology. Also, Michigan would have fewer and shorter power outages. You can count on Consumers Energy. NBC News Radio, I'm Michael Kastner. President Biden will unveil his budget proposal this week. He's set to do so during a visit to Philadelphia. He'll hold a campaign-style event there. The president has hinted his proposal would cut the federal deficit by more than $2 trillion over 10 years. At least one person is dead, two others critically injured after a stampede broke out during a concert Sunday night in Rochester, New York. Authorities say the chaos was sparked by reports of gunfire inside Rochester's Main Street Armory. More snow in the western U.S. as roughly 10 million people under winter weather alerts. Recent winter storms have slammed Southern California, prompting a state of emergency in more than a dozen counties late last week. There have been hundreds of pleas for more help and numerous daring rescues. Phil Farrar reports. So much snow, residents can't get out in San Bernardino County. Officials say they weren't ready for this onslaught of snow. Not enough plows or equipment to move it. Snow is up to rooftops, burying cars. The county warned residents they may be stuck for another week because of how long it's taking crews to dig out roads. On Friday, two 17-year-old hikers were rescued off the Pacific Crest Trail near San Gorgonio Mountain. Now Cal Fire San Diego is sending 56 crew members to resident Snowden throughout San Bernardino mountains. Meantime, a storm system is expected to bring snow and rain to areas in and around the Great Lakes this week, affecting cities like Minneapolis, Milwaukee, Chicago, and Detroit. Ohio Senator Sherrod Brown says he's not satisfied with Norfolk Southern's response to the latest train derailment in his state. Those mostly empty cars that might have affected uh, Clark County. Appearing on ABC's This Week, the Ohio Democrat said local officials were pretty satisfied with the railroad's response, but he wants more information. He also went on to accuse Norfolk Southern of not answering all the questions in the toxic derailment in East Palestine and letting greed and incompetence take precedence in their business dealings. Michael Kastner, NBC News Radio. The EPA says it will require Norfolk Southern Railroad to test for dioxins at the site of a train derailment last month in East Palestine, Ohio. Brian Naranjo is the railroad's environmental operations system manager. We understand this has been a huge impact to the community, um, but we're working with the agencies to make sure we're doing this right. 
Dioxins are described by the World Health Organization as persistent environmental pollutants with highly toxic potential. People living in and around East Palestine have been complaining about headaches and other health issues since the train derailment. Utah wildlife officials are encouraging folks to have bullfrogs for dinner. They're an invasive species in the area. State wildlife officials have even posted a recipe for breaded bullfrog legs. Health Update, Sarah Lee Kessler, NBC News Radio. Wow, remember when you 2 took the stage at Spartan Stadium a couple of years ago? Well, more than a couple of years ago now. I'm going to take a guess and say it was 2013, maybe? Who could forget it? It was a beautiful night in June in Spartan Stadium. And who would have thought that I'd be in the same room with Bono and you 2 just like I was this weekend at Polo Lounge? And I'll tell you that story next hour on this program. And it's good timing, too, with St. Patrick's Day right here. To run into the Irish Rockers. Our St. Patrick's Day broadcast brought to you by the Michigan Catholic Conference. And Paul Long, the CEO, will be co-host on March 17th as we will probably play some U2 that morning. And I really wanted to approach them and say, Happy St. Patrick's Day, lads. But uh, I didn't invite myself to the party this time. I had to size up the situation, you see. And uh, anyway... This is U2, the Irish Rockers, on the week that maybe Banshees of Inishir and will win Academy Awards, maybe even Best Picture. Michael Patrick Shields with you. That's an Irish name, isn't it? And I'll tell you what Marianne Williamson is looking for. president of the United States. Yeah, the self-help author. Maybe you've read her books. Maybe you remember that her spiritual healing and, well, her effort to be president last time didn't go so well. It was a long shot bid, but she made the debates interesting. And she is the first Democrat now to formally challenge Joe Biden in a primary. She says, we're upset about the country. We're worried about the country. And it's our job to create a vision of justice and love that's so powerful It'll override the forces of hatred, injustice, and fear. Well, sounds kind of good. She had a kickoff at the nation's capital. 600 people showed up. And meanwhile, across town, it was Donald Trump who was at the CPAC conference. And Michigan's Perry Johnson was there, too. He fancies himself a presidential candidate. He gave a speech, and he actually did pretty well in what they call the straw poll. They let all the candidates talk. And then they vote in the straw poll, unlike my local condo association, where they vote before you even go to the meeting. But that's another matter. Uh, The CPAC straw poll had Donald Trump, 62 percent. Ron DeSantis, the Florida governor, who wasn't even there, 20 percent. Perry Johnson from Michigan, 5 percent. And Nikki Haley, who was U.N. ambassador and governor of South Carolina, 3 percent. 
And I asked yeah, Kyle Malin earlier what he thought about that, and he said that just shows you what goes on at the CPAC conference. But anyway, the star of the show they put out front there was Donald Trump, and the former president said the race for the 2024 election is the last stand for him and his supporters. This is the final battle. They know it. I know it. You know it. Everybody knows it. This is it. Either they win or we win. And if they win, we no longer have a country. Talked about immigration and Hunter Biden and Russia. And uh, he said that he is retribution for those supporters of his who've been betrayed. In 2016, I declared, I am your voice. Today, I add, I am your warrior. I am your justice. And for those who have been wronged and betrayed, I am your retribution. I am your retribution. Retribution. Interesting. Now, uh, that sounds like sort of fighting talk, doesn't it? Um, Chris Rock talked about in his Netflix special, which dropped, as they say, I think it was live, actually, from Baltimore on Saturday night, um, about January 6th and politics. He shied away from nothing. And here's what he said. Did you see the Capitol riots? White men trying to overthrow the government that they run. They're like, we got to get them out of office. Who? Us. (laughs) Did you see the Capitol riots? Like, what kind of white planet of the eight sh** was that? These motherfuckers are climbing up walls and taking a sh** on Pelosi's desk. What? 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 Because there's no more white couples in commercials? There's no black couples either. Every commercial has a mixed race couple. Everything. I saw a commercial the other day. Saw a Japanese woman married to a caterpillar. The kids were squirrels. Speaking of commercials, when did Snoop Dogg become Morgan Freeman? This selling everything. Beer, wine, tampons. I saw a commercial the other day. Snoop was selling reverse mortgages. Call them doggages. What the a doggage. <laughs> I love Snoop. I love Snoop. Okay, so this I'm not dissing Snoop. I, last thing I need is another mad rapper, right? <laughs> the reference there, of course, to Will Smith, who hit him in the face just uh, almost a year ago at the Academy Awards. Which wow, this dude! Sunday in Hollywood at the Dolby Theater. You wouldn't believe it if I told you, but there were 28 cars from the Norfolk Southern Train Company that derailed in Ohio. And you say, no, yeah, I heard that weeks ago. No, it happened again. Luckily, there were no dangerous chemicals in East Palestine. 
in Ohio when those cars derailed yet again. At the same time, Pete Buttigieg, the transportation secretary, is um, smashing on Fox News. And he did so this weekend on one of the chat shows on CNN. He said, it's really rich to see some of these folks, the former president and the Fox hosts, or literally lifelong card-carrying members of the East Coast elite, whose top economic policy priority has always been tax cuts for the wealthy, and they wouldn't know their way around a TJ Maxx if their life depended on it, presenting themselves as if they genuinely care about the middle of the country. He says, do you think Tucker Carlson knows the difference between a TJ Maxx and a Kohl's? Hmm. Well, is that how we have to judge our media and politicians now? You remember they used to say, is he the kind of guy or woman you'd like to have a beer with? Is it the kind of candidate who knows the difference between a TJ Maxx and a Kohl's? So he said he failed to anticipate the fallout from the train derailment, and there have been all kinds of problems with flight cancellations, and boy, oh boy, lots of turbulence in the skies these days, too, and near misses and all kinds of stuff. And he's worried about Tucker Carlson and TJ Maxx and Kohl's. By the way, is there a difference between TJ Maxx and Kohl's? And where does Marshall's fit into the scheme? Hmm. Don't forget, Meyer is where you get more of the things you want most. Why would you pay more? Go to Meyer. It's MPS. Instant games, daily games, Powerball? If you're a Michigan lottery player, they all sound like fun. And here's another fun sound. School kids, they're what the Michigan lottery is all about. You see, every time you play your favorite lottery games, you help us contribute to Michigan public schools all across the state. Last year alone, over a billion dollars and over 27 billion since 1972. So having fun and helping schools sounds like a great idea. The Michigan lottery for fun for schools. Knowing your limits is always the best bet. Traverse City is more than a place. It's a destination. And for many, it's a dream, but a dream that's reachable and ready every single day. Just a car ride away. Traverse City is diverse, though, from beaches to boating to bluffs to wine and food, shopping and snowmobiling, gaming and golf. The possibilities are countless. So become a regular in Traverse City where you'll feel away and at home because its people are its charm. For more information on your winter true escape getaway, visit TraverseCity.com. Our path to a top 10 state is only as strong as our strength of commitment. It's time to compete to win. When we do better by our kids, invest in people, accelerate our economy, and get the fundamentals right, we will feel a powerful win in our sales that will move Michigan forward. That's a top 10 state. Business Leaders for Michigan is the state's business roundtable. We're committed to make Michigan more competitive. Time to be bold, Michigan. It's time to compete to win. Need a hand with your monthly bills? As we prepare for a long Michigan winter, Consumers Energy is wrapping you in warmth and leading the way for a brighter tomorrow. Call 211 today. Get connected with your local assistance agency or apply for state emergency relief at michigan.gov slash bridges. And if you're ready to take the next step toward a more efficient home, consumersenergy.com slash H-E-A to lower your energy use and monthly bills with a free assessment. You can count on Consumers Energy. 
NBC News Radio. I'm Michael Kastner. Millions of people are under winter weather alerts as more snow hits parts of the western U.S. More snow fell in the mountains of California on Sunday. Recent winter snowstorms that slammed Southern California prompted a state of emergency in more than a dozen counties last week and claimed at least 13 lives. Former President Trump delivered the keynote speech Saturday at the Conservative Political Action Conference near Washington. This is it. This is the final battle. They know it. I know it. You know it. Everybody knows it. This is it. Either they win or we win. Trump's closest competitor in public opinion polls for the 2024 GOP nomination, Florida Governor Ron DeSantis, skipped the annual CPAC event. Alex Murdoch spent the first weekend of what will be the rest of his life in prison. The disbarred South Carolina attorney was found guilty of murder and weapons charges Thursday in connection with the 2021 deaths of his wife Maggie and son Paul. Michael Kastner, NBC News Radio. I tell you, when you need governments and when you need your facilities, you sure do need them. There were two fishermen. They've been rescued after falling through the ice in West Michigan, where we're heard on WTKG and WKBZ. 50-year-old man went through the ice on Townline Lake in Montcalm County about 1.20 in the afternoon, and he had to be rescued after being in the water for about an hour. Boy, he must have been dressed warmly. Then they also rescued a 43-year-old man from Stanwood who went through the ice at Latimer Park in Morley right in the middle of the afternoon there. Morley Fire Department personnel crawled 100 feet on thin ice to rescue him. So what happens is that's kind of concerning is that when you go out on the ice like that, I'm not telling you what to do, but you get yourself in trouble and then you put other people at risk too. So these stories surface every year at this time of year. I know it's cold and we're going to get another winter storm this week, by the way, but uh, try not to put other people in harm's way if you can help it at all. And I don't know enough about fishing, and I certainly don't know anything about ice fishing. But even on Lake Lansing, where I live, I'm not going to go walking out on the ice because I just get creeped out at the thought of it. 10 million people under winter weather alerts, and uh, here it comes again. A storm system expected to bring snow and rain to areas in and around the Great Lakes this week. You betcha. Grand Rapids, Lansing, Kalamazoo, Detroit, Chicago, St. Joe, Benton Harbor, Muskegon, you're all in for it. And here it comes again. That uh, concerns Yusuf Rabi, the Ann Arbor commissioner, former state representative, Democrat from Ann Arbor, who's on our AT&T line right this very moment. Thank you for being here. Welcome back to the program. Good to talk to you again. Thank you for having me. Did you lose power during the last storm? Uh, I lost power during the big ice storm that occurred. I lost it for four uh, full days. Good God, that's a lot. And there were people that lost it for longer than that, weren't there? Absolutely. Yeah. In fact, uh, I know of some people that uh, never got their power restored. And then when the big snowstorm hit the other day, we're still out. Well, DTE said they're going to give a $35 credit. How about that? (laughs) It's insulting. Honestly, it's uh, a ridiculously low amount of money. It's not even enough to replenish the food that you lost in your fridge. Uh, and the reality is that a lot of people don't realize that $35 isn't coming out of their profits not coming out of their CEO pay. It's actually coming out of all of our pockets. They basically are able to rate base 
and go out and uh, charge us more rates to be able to give out that credit. So I'm actually, as somebody who was out, who might be eligible for that credit, I'm actually partially paying for it. Oh, that's nice. You got your own money back. <laughs> yeah. Um, there was, uh, you know, there were people who said that this was one of those storms that nobody could uh, defend against, even when you know it's coming, because it's uh, just a rarity that it would be that severe. What really happened? What was the response like? And what concerns you the most? Well, there's uh, a Dutch expression that basically says there's no such thing as bad weather, just bad preparation. And I think that kind of applies here. The reality is this is a totally avoidable problem. Yes, there's bad weather. It's going to happen more often, especially with climate change. But the reality is that you can create a grid that is resistant and resilient to even the most extreme weather. It's been done. We have the technology to do it. And there are many communities across the country that have it. Ours here in southeast Michigan is particularly bad. If you look at the outage maps from Right after the big storm, the ice, the first ice storm that we had, every other area of the entire Midwest that was hit by the storm <clears throat> was restored within 24 or 48 hours. Um, it's unacceptable and unexcusable. And, and when I mean restored, I mean everybody had their power back. Um, and, and so it's unacceptable and inexcusable that there are people that didn't have power for o- over a week. Um, and the re- what's happening is that Instead of investing in the grid, DTE and consumers are pocketing this massive profit margin. DTE announced $1.1 billion in profits for 2022. Consumers, I think it was $827 million. That money, instead of being – they could have used that money to actually invest in hardening our grid and burying power lines in upgrading, in doing tree trimming, uh, and yet they didn't. That's that's just the flat um, truth. They didn't. That's not entirely true. I mean, they are doing that, uh, from what I understand, the trimming trees and finding ways to strengthen the lines and that sort of thing. It's well, of course like, they are, but they're not, they, they're not doing $1.1 billion worth of it that they could have been doing. Why did I hear the word racism mixed in with DTE? Few, a few reasons. The first is... Uh, DTE contributed massive amounts of money to so so part of how DTE control DTE and consumers control uh, the political process is they put big dollars of our ratepayer dollars towards uh, 501c4 and 501c3 nonprofits that are affiliated with candidates and elected officials. Um, this is what's called dark money, and so it it goes beyond like the PAC money spending. It's dark money spending, right? And so. The, the, the reality is is that DTE has, has given uh, thousands, hundreds of thousands of dollars to candidates and elected officials that supported basically legislation that took away voting rights uh, from that, that created this n- new Jim Crow of denying voting rights to, to people, particularly people of color. And that's, that's the impact that it has, right? These 39 bills that were introduced by Senate Republicans, uh, you know, last year, two years ago, that, you know, those candidates, those elected officials are the ones that were receiving those dollars from DTE. So they're actively supporting people who are trying to deny the right to vote. That's part one. Part two is DTE was the only, the only utility in the entire Midwest 
that sent its delinquent accounts to collections. Let me let me just underscore what that means. Everybody that didn't pay their bills that went that that went to you know that didn't pay their bills to DTE instead of you know trying to deal with it in house and go you know and call each one of those people you know and try to get that money. They sent those accounts to a collections agency. They sold them at pennies on the dollar. Yusuf Rabi, Ann Arbor Commissioner, had his say. At Blue Cross Blue Shield of Michigan, the focus is all about serving their members by providing the best coverage and member experiences. In recognition, Blue Cross has been awarded the 2022 J.D. Power Award for having the highest member satisfaction among commercial health plans in Michigan. For 84 years, Blue Cross Blue Shield of Michigan has been serving Michigan and its communities by providing coverage and resources that support wellness across the state. In person or in your pajamas, Blue Cross offers virtual care for both physical and mental health visits, along with a 24-hour nurse line with experts standing by, ready to help answer members' questions anytime, anywhere. And with the Blue Cross mobile app, members have instant personalized information and support to help track their coverage and claims. If you're looking for the right health plan to support you, Blue Cross Blue Shield of Michigan is always ready to help. For J.D. Power 2022 award information, Visit jdpower.com forward slash awards. Let's start in the NBA. Anthony Davis put up 12 of his game-high 39 in the fourth quarter as the Lakers snapped Golden State's five-game win streak. Steph Curry scored 27 for the Warriors in his return from a leg injury. Kevin Durant hit a tie-breaking jumper in the closing seconds as the Suns knocked off the Mavs. After a potential tying shot, Luka Doncic exchanged not-so-nice words with Devin Booker leading to double technicals. Clippers rallied from 10 down to beat the Grizzlies. There's no timetable for John Morant's return after he was initially suspended two games for brandishing a gun on an Instagram Live video. Free agent quarterback Derek Carr reportedly leaning towards joining the Jets, but the Saints and Panthers still very much in play. White Sox pitcher Mike Clevenger will not be disciplined by Major League Baseball following a domestic violence complaint. That's sports. Ron Zamoss, NBC News Radio. Live across the Great Lakes State, you're connected to Michigan's most engaging and influential radio and television program, Michigan's Big Show, starring Michael Patrick Shields. Thank you so much, Michael Patrick. It's always great working with you, and you make a difference talking to all the people that you do and pulling out the best in them as you have conversations. And it also gives us some really deep insights into what's really happening in our state. Michigan's Michael Patrick Shields. Monday morning with Michael Patrick Shields. Next hour, what did Prince Harry say to his therapist? And what did Chris Rock have to say about Meghan Markle? And uh, Meghan Markle got a little bit of a surprise when one of her friends was at the Chris Rock concert laughing at what he said about her. Oh, dear. More on the Royals next hour. And also, the seeds of self-destruction or success. Which are you sowing? We're going to talk sports, too, in a grim sort of way with Andrew Abood on the story of Keith Appling and the sentence that he received. But uh, the real sports right now with Tony Cuthbert. And we start with basketball, MPS, the college variety, as the Big Ten regular season is officially over. And one of the last games was the University of Michigan at Indiana. Indiana, the Hoosiers are a good team. Michigan took them to overtime but eventually fell 75-73. to 
So with that, the Wolverines are now the eight seed in the Big Ten tournament that will get underway this week. And Michigan will open up against Rutgers on Thursday. This whole thing's going to take place in Chicago. Michigan State, they're going to get to rest and relax for a while because they check in as the fourth seed. That means a double bye, and they will be into the quarterfinals. So good on the Spartans on that one. And who they will meet, we will see at a later date. Now we go to the ice where the Red Wings, oh boy, their losing streak is now up to six. They lost to the Flyers yesterday in Philadelphia 3-1. to one. Get a few days off. And then the Wings will host the Blackhawks on Wednesday, which is always nice to see these original six teams meet up. Also in the same arena, the Pistons, they will take on the Portland Trailblazers tonight. And the Pistons have dropped seven in a row. And they sit at one of the worst records in the National Basketball Association at 15 and 19. Spring training baseball, your favorite. The Tigers lost to the Twins 6-2 in Fort Myers. They take on the Red Sox today. The Dodgers beat the White Sox 8-4 as we do our Cactus League swing. That happened at Camelback Ranch. And the Dodgers play the Padres this afternoon in Glendale. And speaking of the Padres, we cannot forget about our one of our other favorite teams, the Chicago Cubs. They no-hit the Padres in Cactus League action on Friday. That's the first time that's happened in spring training since 2017. That happened with the Angels and by the way, the Cubs used seven pitchers total. It wasn't just one pitcher on the mound the whole time. You know how it is in spring training, but good on the Cubs. And that's brought to you by Dean Transportation. He's Tony Cuthbert. I'm Michael Patrick Shields. It's Monday, and a storm is coming later this week. Imagine that. Back next hour. NBC News Radio, I'm Michael Kastner. Millions of people are under winter weather alerts as more snow hits parts of the western U.S. More snow fell in the mountains of California on Sunday. Recent winter snowstorms that slammed Southern California prompted a state of emergency in more than a dozen counties last week and claimed at least 13 lives. Former President Trump delivered the keynote speech Saturday at the Conservative Political Action Conference near Washington. This is it. This is the final battle. They know it. I know it. You know it. Everybody knows it. This is it. Either they win or we win. Trump's closest competitor in public opinion polls for the 2024 GOP nomination, Florida Governor Ron DeSantis, skipped the annual CPAC event. Alex Murdoch spent the first weekend of what will be the rest of his life in prison. The disbarred South Carolina attorney was found guilty of murder and weapons charges Thursday in connection with the 2021 deaths of his wife Maggie and son Paul. Michael Kastner, NBC News Radio. Watch for a line of locally heavy snow today to stretch from the Great Lakes to the northern mid-Atlantic. Low pressure in the Midwest will send snow into parts of Pennsylvania and New York State, with some areas seeing three to six inches of snow from this system. But the snow may come down pretty heavily for a time today with some localized snow bands in Pennsylvania and New York making travel difficult. Colder air bands will move into the east by midweek. Winter remains solidly in place out west in the system that brings snow to the Sierra Nevada. Perhaps one to two feet of snow in some sections of northern California will also bring snow into portions of central California and into Oregon and Washington state. Snow across interior Oregon and Washington and there will be snow for big sky country and east to South Dakota and even into the state of Minnesota. That's your national weather forecast. Mike Ellis, NBC News Radio.
NBC News Radio. I'm Michael Kastner. Senators are working on a broad bipartisan bill that will outline a process to ban or prohibit foreign technology like TikTok. They are taking data from Americans, not keeping it safe. But what worries me more with TikTok is that this can be a propaganda tool. Appearing on Fox News Sunday, Senator Mark Warner, a Virginia Democrat, explained that he's working on the bill with Republican Senator John Thune of South Dakota. U.S. officials grow increasingly concerned over what type of content Americans are consuming on the Chinese-owned video-sharing platform. The president says he's fighting against those who are trying to keep certain parts of African-American history from being taught in the classroom. We can't just choose to learn what we want to know and not what we should know. We should learn everything, the good, the bad, the truth of who we are as a nation. Biden made his comment Sunday in Selma, Alabama, during the ceremonies commemorating the 58th anniversary of Bloody Sunday. It's considered a turning point in the civil rights movement. The ceremony was held at the foot of the Edmund Pettus Bridge, where 600 marchers crossed and suffered attacks from state troopers. The march was led by John Lewis, who went on to represent the state of Georgia in the U.S. House of Representatives for more than three decades. Roughly 10 million people are under winter weather alerts as more snow hits parts of the western U.S. Mark Mayfield reports. More snow fell in the mountains of California on Sunday. Recent winter snowstorms that slammed Southern California prompted a state of emergency in more than a dozen counties late last week. Meantime, a storm system is expected to bring snow and rain to areas in and around the Great Lakes this week, affecting cities like Minneapolis, Milwaukee, Chicago, and Detroit. It's likely to weaken and move towards the northeast, leading to possible rain in Pennsylvania, New Jersey, and New York. Michael Kastner, NBC News Radio. Coming up in the Business Week Ahead, spotlight on the labor market with the government's February unemployment and job creation numbers due Friday. The January report was a blockbuster at 517,000 new jobs and an unemployment rate of just 3.4%. We'll also get ADP Payroll's report on private employer hiring last month, plus total job openings. Other data this week, the Federal Reserve's Beige Book Survey, factory orders, the trade balance, and consumer credit. As you may have noticed, car insurance prices have been skyrocketing. Bankrate.com says U.S. drivers are now paying more than $2,000 a year for premiums, up roughly 14% from last year. NBC's Miguel Almaguer reports. With the average household now paying nearly 3% of their income just on car insurance, premiums in congested cities like Orlando and Phoenix are revving up. In cities where cars are king, rates are shifting into record territory. Why are car insurance rates skyrocketing so quickly? It really has to do with the inflation that we saw in 2022. These car insurance companies are still reacting to that environment. Citing costly repairs, more accidents, and an increase in thefts, insurance companies say the approved rate hikes are here for the foreseeable future. To control your rate, experts say shop around, reduce your coverage if your car is older, and raise your deductible. And the latest in the cannabis business, half-naked bud tenders, a roadside strip club in the western Massachusetts town of Watley called Club Castaway, has been closed since the COVID lockdowns began three years ago. So it's proposing to reopen as the nation's first topless cannabis dispensary. Massachusetts has about 265 illegal dispensaries, but none are in or near the town of Watley. Pending state and local approval, the owners tell Forbes they think their dispensary could put down at least double the sales of the average dispensary by showing a little skin. Consumer and Business News, Joe McConnell, NBC News Radio. 
Let's start in the NBA. Anthony Davis put up 12 of his game-high 39 in the fourth quarter as the Lakers snapped Golden State's five-game win streak. Steph Curry scored 27 for the Warriors in his return from a leg injury. Kevin Durant hit a tie-breaking jumper in the closing seconds as the Suns knocked off the Mavs. After a potential tying shot, Luka Doncic exchanged not-so-nice words with Devin Booker, leading to double technicals. Clippers rallied from 10 down to beat the Grizzlies. There's no timetable for John Morant's return after he was initially suspended two games for brandishing a gun on an Instagram Live video. Free agent quarterback Derek Carr reportedly leaning towards joining the Jets, but the Saints and Panthers still very much in play. White Sox pitcher Mike Clevenger will not be disciplined by Major League Baseball following a domestic violence complaint. That's sports. Ron Zamoss, NBC News Radio. Watch for a line of locally heavy snow today to stretch from the Great Lakes to the northern mid-Atlantic. Low pressure in the Midwest will send snow into parts of Pennsylvania and New York State, with some areas seeing three to six inches of snow from this system. But the snow may come down pretty heavily for a time today with some localized snow bands in Pennsylvania and New York making travel difficult. Colder air bands will move into the east by midweek. Winter remains solidly in place out west in the system that brings snow to the Sierra Nevada. Perhaps one to two feet of snow in some sections of northern California will also bring snow into portions of central California and into Oregon and Washington state. Snow across interior Oregon and Washington and there will be snow for big sky country and east to South Dakota and even into the state of Minnesota. That's your national weather forecast, Mike Ellis, NBC News Radio. Live across the Great Lakes State, you're connected to Michigan's most engaging and influential radio and television program, Michigan's Big Show, starring Michael Patrick Shields, presented by Blue Cross, Blue Shield of Michigan, and Blue Care Network. I'm producer and creative director, Tony Cuthbert. This is meteorologist John McMurray. Now in the shadow of the Capitol Dome in Lansing, he's heard from the beaches of Lake Michigan to the halls of power and behind closed doors, here's Michigan's Michael Patrick Shields. Parting your soup is not a miracle, Bruce. It's a magic trick. A single mom who's working two jobs and still finds time to take her kid to soccer practice, that's a miracle. A teenager who says no to drugs and yes to an education, that's a miracle. People want me to do everything for them, and what they don't realize is they have the power. You want to see a miracle, son? Be the miracle. Michael Patrick Shields is on the air. Good morning, world. Good morning, Michigan. The Lord has given me a well-instructed tongue to know the word that sustains the weary. He wakens me. Morning by morning, and uh, this very morning, in fact, we wake up with Father Charles Blanchard on the other end of our AT&T line, our radio stage. He was born in Flint, Michigan, and called to the priesthood at St. Mary's Elementary School and went to Sacred Heart Major Seminary, uh, and then Eastern Michigan University, too. He uh, has a priestly ministry uh, engaging the marginalized, the disenfranchised, and the oppressed and uh, he refers to himself as a wisdom guide, and we could sure use his wisdom this morning. He's nice enough to share it with us. Thank you, Father, for being here. Mr. Shields, uh, 
Thank you so much for ha- this opportunity and being a participant in the process of positivity. Well, I'm glad you brought that up, and please call me Michael or Michael Patrick or any damn thing you want. I'm just, it's just me. <laughs> um, when we talk about uh, people these days who find themselves upset or offended or full of rage or what have you, um, Chris Rock and his latest special, if you'll pardon the fact, he's a comedian, brought something up that I thought was interesting. He felt that somehow in America now, when it comes to being offended and upset, we have an emergency room full of paper cuts. Do you think there's some truth to that? Emergency room full of paper cuts. Yeah. yeah tell, tell me more. Tell me more. Well, just that everybody is so sensitive these days and offended and upset and feeling left out or feeling, you know, that, that they've been, you know, that they've been uh, oppressed or there's prejudice used against them or what have you, that they're, they're, it's an emergency room full of paper cuts. Fully understand. And, and I'll tell you, one of the values that in my life, and it would be great for people to um, maybe to look to this, is where there are barriers, where there are paper cuts, you and I will indeed surmount. Let us find the ways to um, accomplish that. So I'll tell you that in, in the book, in writing this book, um, I The Seeds of Self-Destruction or Success, it really came about in uh, 1998 when I was unable to walk two years post-diagnosis with MS. Hmm. And I thought to myself, hmm, how do you rise above? How do you rise above that, as you were saying, the paper cut? How do you rise above a chronic, potentially debilitating condition? Now, that, Father, is not a paper cut. That's a serious blow. Very much so. Very much so. But you know what? I, I think that in terms of the paper cuts, you and I, we can go down that proverbial rabbit hole of poor me. But there's no time for that. God is good. We need to grab a hold of patient endurance, grab a hold of resilience, and triumph. One of the um, phrases that I learned from a priest when you're in a situation that is maybe an argument or something negative or some conflict is to just look at the other person and say, well, you may be right. And that sort of takes the air out of all the balloon, doesn't it? It does. It does. I I had asked uh, the person that wrote the foreword uh, for the seeds of self-destruction or success, He's a Roman Catholic priest. I'm an old Catholic priest, as you know, and we come out of Vatican Council I. We're the more progressive application of Catholic theology, but yet um, valid. And and I share that with you because I said to Sam, uh, Father Sam Cunningham, I said, how is it that when people come to you, and I'm going to use your language, uh, Michael, when people come to you with a paper cut and they say X, Y, and Z, and it's not based in, in fact, how do you respond? He said, well, I don't. What I do is I affirm them, I let them know that they're loved, and, and then I say to them, it's not, based in the, it's not based in facts, it's not based in the science, and we move on. Your book is called The Seeds of Self-Destruction or Success, and yes. uh, that makes it sound like it's a choice. 
You know, in my life, uh, there have been many choices that have been. So, I'm, to answer your question, yes, there, there's absolutely choice involved, and and this book is an example for for me of how people are not defined. Right. We're not defined by the paper cuts. I'm going to use that language that you use, Michael. We're not defined by life's challenges or mistakes. By surrounding ourselves with people who truly care, and I appreciate you reaching out and providing this opportunity, but who truly care and by never losing hope. Guess what, Michael? Success is possible. It's absolutely possible. Now, I'm Even not saying, under the Michael, conditions that you were were burdened with, uh, the cross that you carry of multiple sclerosis uh, back in 1996, how are you now? So, I, I'm I'm stable. I'm I'm holding my own. Um, uh, God is good. I help out with um, you know old Catholic priests have careers independent from priesthood. I'm jumping here, independent mm-hmm. from priesthood. So our personal economy doesn't come from the church. My career, which was with Pfizer, the drug company, and prior to that, and I worked in mental health. But my career uh, with Pfizer is over. I'm on disability. So my goal, the goals for me in life are, 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 are three things. And, but one of the goals is in writing, in writing the seeds of self-destruction or success. I want to seek, and I, and I seek to challenge, guess what? My cognitive, moderate cognitive impairment, um, I go to Mayo Clinic. I'm jumping here. I, I, I go to Mayo Clinic, and um, I've been diagnosed with uh, moderate cognitive impairment, among other things, right? So what you do we do? You call that your little friend, eh? It's my little friend. And this little friend and I, um, I don't go down the rabbit hole, Michael, and say, poor me. I, go down the, I, don't, I, I avoid that rabbit hole and say, what is it that I can do? So back to what you said to me about choice. What is it that I can do to choose and affirm life? So my hope in, with the seeds of self-destruction or success is that people will realize they're not an end of one. We're walking life's journey collectively, affirming life, right? There's no time otherwise. So to answer your question about how am I doing, um, I've surrounded myself with angels, amazing number of gifts, embracing love that includes doctors that help me to make some sense of what's happening in this body how do we get your book so how, how do you get the book you can go to amazon barnes and noble oh, simple and and you can choose the seeds of success instead of destruction from father charles blanchard At Blue Cross Blue Shield of Michigan, the focus is all about serving their members by providing the best coverage and member experiences. In recognition, Blue Cross has been awarded the 2022 J.D. Power Award for having the highest member satisfaction among commercial health plans in Michigan. For 84 years, Blue Cross Blue Shield of Michigan has been serving Michigan and its communities by providing coverage and resources that support wellness across the state. In person or in your pajamas, Blue Cross offers virtual care for both physical and mental health visits 
along with a 24-hour nurse line with experts standing by, ready to help answer members' questions anytime, anywhere. And with the Blue Cross mobile app, members have instant personalized information and support to help track their coverage and claims. If you're looking for the right health plan to support you, Blue Cross Blue Shield of Michigan is always ready to help. For J.D. Power 2022 award information, visit jdpower.com forward slash awards. Have you ever been confused and not sure what to do and you needed an advocate? I have. And that advocate for me was Andrew Abood. This is Michael Patrick Shields. Sometimes you get a surprise. Sometimes it's a curveball. Sometimes it's a knuckle sandwich. Sometimes you need some straight advice from someone you can trust. He gave me some of the best advice at a time when I needed it the most, and I knew I could trust him. And he did it with style, too. An attorney who told me, eat the French fries when they're hot. Because life's about making a decision that you feel good about in the end and having the right perspective on things that can seem complicated when it comes to the law. When I ask people in the field of law and in the community about Andrew Abood, the first thing they always say is he is very intelligent, but he also has a lot of heart and he's modest. When our particular matter was completed, I said to Andrew Abood, you didn't just settle this case, you won it. Nicki Minaj is now the first female rapper to launch her own record label. The super freaky girl star made the announcement during her Queen's radio show in promotion of her latest single. Minaj says she's keeping the name under wraps for now, but she does add the label won't just be for hip-hop artists. It'll cater to a variety of genres. Peach Davidson may be in hot water after crashing his car in the side of a Beverly Hills house. The actor was speeding through a neighborhood Saturday night with his girlfriend. Officials say at some point Davidson lost control of the vehicle, jumped the curb, and took out a fire hydrant before slamming into the side of a nearby residence. While the car didn't go all the way into the home, there was significant damage to the property and exterior of the building. No arrests were made on the spot, but police are continuing to investigate. As award season continues, Women Talking is the big winner at the 35th annual USC Library Scripter Award. Sarah Polly's adaptation of Miriam Tate's novel took the top prize over Guillermo del Toro's Pinocchio plus Top Gun Maverick Living and She Said. The ceremony that honors writers of adapted screenplays and the original works they're based upon in the television category, Will Smith, the British writer, producer, and actor, not to be confused with the one that slapped Chris Rock last year, won a Scripter Award for the episode Failures Contagious for the Apple TV Plus series, Slow Horses. That's Entertainment, Steve Greenfield, NBC News Radio. Everybody talks about a new world in the morning. Well, if you wanted to this weekend, you could have paid 17 pounds sterling and watched a pay-per-view event in which Prince Harry had a psyche valuation. Mm-hmm. You got a free copy of the book Spare with it, too, apparently. And I guess he went for about an hour and a half talking about this and that and whatever. And one of the most surprising, or maybe not surprising, things that he said was that psychedelics are a fundamental part of his life. This is a controversial area. I guess he's talking about mushrooms and such. 
And now they're going to have to decide whether they're going to their father's coronation. Can you imagine that poor father watching all this and reading it, if he's reading it at all? Uh, maybe they're briefing him on what his son said. And from across an ocean, he obviously would have some parental love for the kid, but also shocked at his behavior. And so when you've got the coronation coming up and, you know, it's really weird because a lot of the performers like Elton John and the English people you would expect would want to perform at a coronation have said no. And even Joe Biden said he's not coming. So are the battle lines being drawn between this family or what? Uh, Meghan Markle is the wife of Prince Harry, the American actress, and Chris Rock, in his very popular special this weekend, talked about Meghan Markle. That sh- she went through was not racism. It was just some in-law <laughs> So she's complaining. I'm like, what the fuck is she talking about? No, Oprah, they're so racist. They wanted to know how brown the baby was going to be. They're so racist. They wanted to know how brown the baby's going to be. I'm like, that's not racist. Because even black people want to know. Yeah, that was among some of the things he said, basically pointing out that they're they're entitled and rich, and yet they do nothing but crying. It is interesting now, too, that there's a friend of Meghan Markle named Janina Gavankar, and she was at the live taping of Chris Rock's show, and as he talked about Meghan Markle, she's laughing backstage, and somebody caught her. And said, look at that, you're a pal of Meghan Markle's, but you're laughing backstage. I wonder how that's going to go over. What are you worried about these people for? Um, did you worry about Savannah Guthrie on the Today Show when she went running from the set in the middle of the broadcast last week? Yeah, what happened? 7.30, she was out of there. Well, they said, we've had an interesting morning because Savannah just tested positive for COVID and she had a, some cold symptoms and... We They hustled her out of the studio, ran out of there. Well, just days later, she was out in New York City with her daughter, smiling and cavorting around town. So <laughs> you had to hustle her out of the studio. Just a few days later, back out in public, whooping it up. And uh, I don't know, it was interesting that suddenly there was a positive COVID test right when we started hearing that the virus actually did come from a lab and not in the wild, and so maybe uh, there were some people who needed to gin it back up. Call me cynical, but I don't believe much anymore, do you? It's Michael Patrick Shields with you, radio stations across the state of Michigan, worldwide at mibigshow.com. One of the oldest living men in the United States had the celebration of a lifetime. He's 109 years old. Can you imagine living that long? And uh, his name is Maury Markoff. And Tony Cuthbert, what do you think a 109-year-old man did to celebrate his birthday? Do you suppose they had a cake there, maybe? Maybe a cake. He didn't go skydiving, I would imagine. No. Uh, No, no. uh... He didn't want a cake. What he got instead was a belly dancer. (laughs) 109 years old. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) I guess he doesn't get it out of the house much, and so they decided to ask him, what do you want for your 109th? And he had a belly dancer come into his downtown L.A. condo 
and whooped it up. I don't think she was. A, that song's called The Stripper, but nevertheless, Maury said, do I really get to choose? And that is what the man chose. A salute at 109. I don't know if I live to be 109, but not too many people do. It's Michael Patrick Shields with you, radio stations across the state of Michigan, looking forward to St. Patrick's Day and looking forward to the Banshees of Inishir and maybe winning some Academy Awards on Sunday. So just a few days after that, we'll celebrate with our annual St. Patrick's Day show. We'll have friends from all around the world, particularly Ireland, touching base. One of them is Paul Long from the Michigan Catholic Conference, and uh, he is uh, presenting the program on behalf, and so he will be co-hosting. And we'll connect with uh, the voices we've met over the years that bring us, oh, the sound of the land of letters and poets as we celebrate the greatest holiday of all, St. Patrick's Day. And it'll be perhaps with some Oscars for Banshees of Inishinner in a very, very, very Irish movie about friendship. It's Michael Patrick Shields having been blessed to be inducted into the Michigan Irish American Hall of Fame. And I'll never forget how sweet an honor that was, too. And uh, J.P. McCarthy has been inducted, and John McMurray has been inducted, and Barry and Tim McGuire have been inducted Henry Ford. Then. Henry Ford is one of them. James sure. Blanchard. James Blanchard was inducted the same day I was. And Blackthorn, the Irish band that you're hearing in the background right now. So we're getting ready for St. Patrick's Day. Uh, coming up uh, shortly, Andrew Abood will join us. I'll bet you if you go to Sidebar, you could probably get some kind of green beer or something that day. Could you use a little water in your whiskey? When I drink whiskey, I drink whiskey. And when I drink water, I drink water. Hmm. Joe O'Biden is the president of the United States. And uh, I don't know. He's not going to the coronation. We're still waiting to see if the Duke Duke and Duchess of Sussex are going to go to the coronation. And that's exactly what they want, more attention paid to that. Back with more. If you'll stay right there, we'll be right here. It's Michael Patrick Shields. I may be Irish, but I'm not stupid. Two U.S. senators are urging Meta CEO Mark Zuckerberg not to allow teenagers into the company's Horizon Worlds. Early last month, reports suggested that Meta would allow teens to use the app to boost the user base and justify the billions of dollars that the company has invested into the metaverse. Horizon Worlds is officially only available to adults. Ford is going to restart production of the electric F-150 Lightning trucks on March the 13th, weeks after battery issues caused one of the trucks to catch fire. The February the 4th fire broke out during a quality check while the vehicle was charging. The automaker says the delay will give its battery supplier time to build up production and get batteries to the factory in Michigan. An activist hedge fund manager has taken a passive stake in AMD. Third Point's Dan Lieb took the bet when the chipmaker's shares struggled and were down more than 30% over the past 12 months. The stock has since bounced back this year by 21%. And Tesla plans to slash the use of silicon carbide transistors by 75%. Some see Tesla's move as a harbinger for the industry. Check Report, Mark Mayfield, NBC News Radio. Michigan's Big Show, starring Michael Patrick Shields. Jeff Donofrio is the president and CEO of Business Leaders for Michigan. Is Michigan a good place right now to start a business? Michigan is a great place to start a business. And Michael Patrick, you know that my family had a business here for 80 years. We want to create that state that grows its own businesses, that helps entrepreneurs scale. There's going to be a great place to grow a business in the future, too, if we do the right things now. 
A Southwest flight was diverted from Raleigh-Durham International Airport, leaving passengers stranded with no food in a closed Myrtle Beach airport overnight, along with a plane full of fellow travelers. It was a nine-hour ordeal on a Southwest flight. Uh, Three passengers were vomiting. The plane shook like crazy, said another couple on board. One couple had a panic attack. Somebody passed out, and it was a wild approach into Wally, uh, Raleigh, aborted uh, at the last second at 1,300 feet. A horrifying experience, and then they decided they're not going to try to land there at all. We're going to go to Myrtle Beach instead. And uh, they uh, got to Myrtle Beach. They were held on the ground for two hours before they were set free, finally, in the closed airport for four hours. They couldn't go anywhere because they wouldn't give them their luggage. So some guys found a bar and started pouring the drinks themselves. There was no security because the airport was closed. And uh, so this was really bizarre. And why are there so many weird incidents happening in the skies? Are you beginning to wonder if it's those balloons or the UFOs or what's happening with all this turbulence? Is it just coincidental? Come fly with me. Freaky, isn't it? Does it make you nervous to fly? Maybe we need those psychedelics that Prince Harry's talking about taking. He says they're a fundamental part of his life and they help his troubled mind. Pass the mushrooms. Let's fly away. Yes. It's Michael Patrick Shields with you, radio stations across the state of Michigan, worldwide, at mibigshow.com. We will continue with Andrew Abood and some troubling crime stories. I want to remind you, too, though, that a storm is coming around the Great Lakes. It'll affect Minneapolis, Milwaukee, Chicago, Detroit, Lansing, Grand Rapids, St. Joe, Benton Harbor, Muskegon, Kalamazoo, and uh, all across the state. So stay tuned for more details on when exactly that will happen. Also, Lansing's mayor is exploring a run for Congress as a Democrat for the Alyssa Slotkin's seat. And he can remain mayor while he's doing it. News Radio. I'm Michael Kastner. One person is dead, several others injured, including two in critical condition, following a stampede at a rap concert in Rochester, New York. Everybody panicked because it was just too many people in one place and the rush, and I just seen people falling. You know, it, just, it was sad. Officers responded to the venue after receiving a shots fired call and discovered the victims inside. Authorities said overnight that there does not appear to be any evidence of an actual shooting and that the injuries were the result of a large crowd pushing toward the exit when they heard what they thought were gunshots. Memphis-born rapper Glorilla was the show's headliner. President Biden is set to unveil his upcoming budget proposal during a visit to Philadelphia this week. He'll hold a campaign-style event on Thursday. The White House says Biden will deliver remarks on his plans to invest in America, continue to lower costs for families, protect and strengthen Social Security and Medicare, reduce the deficit, and more. Rescue and recovery efforts are underway in the San Bernardino Mountains in California, where many communities have been buried in several feet of snow for about a week now. There are snow plows everywhere, and you are going to see direct relief coming to your doorsteps shortly. 
That Sheriff Shannon Dykus, who reassured people at a Saturday press conference that help is on the way. California National Guard troops began arriving in the region last week, less than a day after Governor Gavin Newsom declared a state of emergency for San Bernardino and Los Angeles counties. A former Republican governor is calling former President Trump's declaration to be the retribution of his supporters, if elected, troubling. If you want to heal our land and unite our country together, you don't do it by appealing to the angry mob. Appearing on CNN's State of the Union, former Arkansas Governor Asa Hutchinson went on to describe Trump's 2024 campaign as a personal vendetta. Michael Kastner, NBC News Radio. The EPA says it will require Norfolk Southern Railroad to test for dioxins at the site of a train derailment last month in East Palestine, Ohio. Brian Naranjo is the railroad's environmental operations system manager. We understand this has been a huge impact to the community, um, but we're working with the agencies to make sure we're doing this right. Dioxins are described by the World Health Organization as persistent environmental pollutants with highly toxic potential. People living in and around East Palestine have been complaining about headaches and other health issues since the train derailment. Utah wildlife officials are encouraging folks to have bullfrogs for dinner. They're an invasive species in the area. State wildlife officials have even posted a recipe for breaded bullfrog legs. Health Update, Sarah Lee Kessler, NBC News Radio. Well, come and listen in to a radio station where the mighty hosts of the heavens sing. Turn your radio on. Be careful when you turn your radio on because I'm, sometimes the news is very disturbing. It's Michael Patrick Shields, radio stations across the state of Michigan, Kentwood, where we're heard on WTKG. Police are investigating the shooting death of a 21-year-old man found dead in a room at the Delta Hotel right there on 28th Street in East Beltline just after 7 o'clock. It's a murder, they say. Uh, there's no immediate threat to the public, and no information on a suspect has been released either. Wyoming public safety officers say a man was killed in a fight again in a hotel parking lot Saturday afternoon. They were called to the Hampton Inn on 54th Street Southwest just after noon. Uh, it was a fight between several people, and they found the man unresponsive. He was pronounced dead at the scene, 35 years old, uh, was in from out of the state, and no arrests have been made there. Meanwhile, former Michigan State University basketball star Keith Appling uh, has been sentenced to spend between 18 and 40 years in prison for killing a relative in 2021. He pleaded guilty last month to second-degree murder and the shooting death of his 66-year-old cousin Clyde Edmonds. And the Wayne County prosecutor, uh, Kim Worthy, called it an extremely sad turn of events for a man that once had a promising future. Could have played in the NBA, maybe. It was the captain of the Michigan State Spartan basketball team. What happened? Andrew Abood at the Abood Law Firm. I think it's okay to say, and it's true, that you represent Keith Appling, correct? Yes. Yeah, we represented him in the Wayne County case, and he's also got a matter pending in Jackson uh, that we represent him on. Okay. Um, 
he pled guilty, but now I read he wants to retract his guilty plea. Is that because of the sentencing, or what happened? Well, I mean, anytime you make a decision like this, you have a lot of contemplation and then constant sure. consternation. There's nothing about it that you can feel good about. And he's he was 31 years old. In fact, it was his birthday on the day he he entered the guilty plea. And so, you know, I think any normal uh, person would have some second thoughts, and certainly Keith did in his case. And he expressed those at the sentencing, which is which is the time time to express them. The assistant uh, prosecutor, William Lawrence in Wayne County, said that the slaying was cold-blooded, and this Judge Hathaway, uh, I guess, dismissed Appling's requests uh, to withdraw the plea. Why Why wasn't he granted the ability to withdraw it? Well, I mean, why in this case? I mean, I could say a lot of things. Nothing would be very positive about Judge Hathaway um, and, and applying the appropriate standard on whether somebody would be allowed to withdraw a plea. But what I would say generally is that when when you do take a plea, you know, it's pretty consistent what the judge does and everybody judge does in entering the plea. So even though a lot of people have second thoughts, um, you really can't allow somebody to withdraw a plea generally if they have buyer's remorse. And and in this particular case, it was denied. I'm not sure the judge went through the standards required by the the law, but he he denied it nonetheless. Should Appling have been granted the ability to withdraw his plea? Oh, uh, it's a it's a more him, it's but... a more in depth analysis, and you know I don't want to get into particulars because anytime a client wants to do something like that, it's it's not. Um, our position to stand in their way. We just advise sure. them. They make the decision. I can mm-hmm. tell you that we we stand by the decisions he made to enter the plea, and it was a it was definitely a difficult decision. But uh, nobody can predict the future or predict what would happen if the case went to trial. And it's very possible um, that if you went to trial, uh, there could have been. Guilty. Now there could have been some results that were significantly worse than the plea he got. So you have to balance all that. Uh, Keith Appling said, "I would like to withdraw my plea. I didn't have a full understanding of what I was pleading to." Do you know what you know what he's referring to when he says that? Well, I mean, listen, Keith is not a lawyer, and. Uh, He's trying to articulate and 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 put something on the record, and and that's what he said. And and you know, I, I can't really get into our discussions yeah. with him, but it's an awkward situation. Anybody who's been into court, even the most articulate and intelligent person, um, you know, sometimes struggle. And and so you're trying to you're trying to manage. You know that situation, and and along with the cameras being there, and it's it's a, it was a difficult day for Keith. Let's let's put it that way. It's um, very hard to imagine what it's like to be taken away, knowing that eighteen years maybe is the minimum you're going to be behind bars, living a life like that when you're thirty-one years old. 
I recognize, you know, that there's a victim involved here too, and there's sympathy for the victim. But just as a human person, what is that like to see your client going away like that? Well, I can tell you that all of my um, interactions were Keith, where I could see the charis- charisma and and the reason why he would be named captain and. And, you know, all of his potential, and he was very good to us throughout the representations. And, you know, I wanted to fight very hard for Keith, but um, you constantly, no matter where you're, no matter your status in life, you constantly have to make good decisions. And uh, and this is a lesson for that. And, and you know, you, you still, it's a decision that will be tough for him, but... Um, one that he can live with, and at some point, even though he's 31, he, there there will be a light at the end of the tunnel for him, where there might not have been. He was charged with first-degree premeditated murder, mm-hmm. and I can tell you without disclosing any confidences, because it's in the forensic uh, report, that um, the, the victim in this case was shot four times in the back, once in the front. So uh, now he uh, is is eighteen years the uh, minimum, or can he, can he be released sooner? And I'm not his sentence was um, eighteen plus two as a felony firearm. So he'll do. Uh, so the two years is consecutive on the felony firearm. So he does eighteen plus two, plus credit for time served. So he's been in uh, at least ten or eleven months. So he'll get you know, roughly around 19 years, that's the hard set. And then he'll be up for parole. Um, The cautionary tale here is what? You constantly have to make good decisions, and um, most of the time when you're in this situation where you're faced with having to pull a trigger, there are several decisions along the way that you could have made that would not have led you into that that position in life. Even the police are learning that now, aren't they? Pardon? Even the police are learning that now, aren't they? Yeah, I mean, you, you, you get you, you get down a path, and you know, what it, I think the book is Atomic Habits, where you where you make small decisions, and it it changes your life path, and and and. You, Andrew Abood can help you if you find yourself in trouble or with questions. Go crazy for cash at Firekeepers. It's the Money Keepers Mania Cash Giveaway on Saturday, March 25th. You could be one of 15 to win a share of $132,000 cash. Earn entries daily and be here on March 25th. Every two hours from 2 p.m. to 10 p.m., three players will each win a guaranteed cash prize that gets bigger with each drawing. The winning starts at $4,000 and increases all the way up to $14,000. Cash in at Fire Keepers with the $132,000 Money Keepers Mania Cash Giveaway on Saturday, March 25th. The best giveaways, the biggest guaranteed prizes, only at Fire Keepers. Get your Vegas on at Firekeepers Casino Hotel, I-94 to exit 104 in Battle Creek. Management reserves all rights. 
It's a new year, but my same wonderful habit. I find myself right back here at Dusty Cellar in search of my 6 for 66 wine club and the wine bar and the tap room. And there's Matt Rhodes. Matt, good to see you. Good to see you, Michael. And yes, 2023 is going to be a fun year. Our Cabernet Club has been a big hit. And we look forward to adding more clubs throughout the year. What about the rest of Dusty's, the wine bar and the tap room and those other services you offer? Yeah, the wine bar and tap room are going strong. The wine bar for casual fine dining, the tap room, your local neighborhood pub. Uh, In the past, uh, I've used your catering services both at your place and at my house. Are you still going to offer those? Yes, we do for all top events, being family, social, corporate, either on-premise here at Dusty's in one of our four private dining areas or at your home or business. Even tailgates, too. So join me, Michael Patrick Shields, and join the 6 for 66 Wine Club club at Dusty Cellar. You know by now it's on Grand River in Okemos and online at DustyCellar.com. Cheers, Michael Patrick.